Hey, we are back with another episode of The Gambling Update, presented by U.S. Bets. I'm Eric Raskin, here to cover the biggest breaking news in the U.S. gambling industry. And we start this week in Washington, D.C., where, we are sorry to report, the swamp has not been drained. The D.C. Council waded deep into the swamp this Tuesday to pass its controversial mobile sports betting measure, giving a monopoly on online betting in the district to Intralon, despite strong objections from the dissenting voters. The measure passed by a narrow vote of 7-5, to five, with the final vote cast by Jack Evans, who is currently under investigation for, among other things, his ties to a lobbyist for Intralot. We told you this was swampy. In any case, Intralot, which also operates the D.C. lottery, has now been approved for a five-year, $215 million sole-sourced contract, meaning there will be no competition from other operators within D.C. limits. Unless you count offshore operators, of course, which is where a lot of D.C. sports betting dollars figure to go if Intralot's pricing isn't customer-friendly. More moderately bad news for sports bettors comes from the state of Maine, where, since we didn't have a show last week, we're going to cover something that happened last Tuesday. Or, more accurately, something that didn't happen last Tuesday. Maine Governor Janet Mills neglected to sign the sports betting bill that had been passed by both chambers on June 19th, a bill that many in the industry considered one of the smartest in any state. We don't know why Mills didn't sign the legislation into law, but she didn't veto it either, so the upshot seems to be that this stalls things for several months. Maybe tweaks will be made to the legislation, maybe not, but the optimistic viewpoint is that the bill will pass by January 2020, as long as Mills doesn't opt to veto it. And lastly, we go to my home state of Pennsylvania, where we're fast approaching the July 15th date by which regulators promised in the spring we would have legal online casino sites. The word from the Gaming Control Board is that yes, next Monday, the 15th, the soft launch of Online Casino will begin, probably with just two operators to start. Parks Casino is definitely planning to launch at 2 p.m. on Monday, and Penn National's Hollywood Casino is on track as well. Many more will follow. Eight others that applied have been approved, but they'll mostly trickle out over the coming days and weeks. As for Online Poker, that's coming too, but word is that won't start next Monday. That's all for this week's edition of The Gambling Update, presented by U.S. Bets. We'll see you again next week.
What's up, everybody, and welcome to the, uh, I believe it's Yahoo. I believe we're going to build a today. We're going to do a little tournament action for you. I'm your host, Head Chopper. Man, we are the fresh show off of All-Star break, guys. We're on Friday. We got a full slate now. We had a little showdown action last night, but we're here. We're back, man. If you like baseball, you like DFS, put down the NBA League, put down the tennis, and uh, we can get back to baseball now, some actual sporting stuff. So I'm joined today by... Uh, Kirk Deese, he's my man. We've been talking pre-show about it. He won't let me in on some information. You're trying, I was trying to coax it out of him. He won't let me in on it, but uh, maybe he'll drop. Maybe he'll let us know here. And no, he's not. He's shaking his head. It's something. Something's going on there. Kirk, what's up, man? How'd you enjoy your All Star break, man? Man, uh, I did enjoy it. Um, I went on a casino binge, casino bender for three days uh, at uh, the new Encore that opened here in Boston. Also. Uh, made me realize how much of a nicer person I am when DFS isn't going on. Like my fiance, is, you know, I always say girlfriend, but my fiance was like, God, you're just a different person. Like, this is so nice when we like out to dinner and I'm not like refreshing my phone every second and uh, getting in a bad mood and whatnot. So uh, I enjoyed it. It was nice, but now we're back on the grind. Yeah, we're back on the grind, and we're going to break down these games. We're going to go game by game here on this Yahoo show today, and uh, and just uh, and we'll build a lineup at the end. We'll definitely get to that part of it, and uh, we'll do it all for you. But before we get into that, there's some things we need to take care of. This is called house cleaning right here, and I'm going to run through it all now. We're, I don't even know if we've had a show in the last week. Definitely haven't had a baseball show, so a lot of things to cover here. First off, guys, as always, the like and subscribe button is our friend. It's your friend, too. Hit that like and subscribe button. Whichever format of video you're watching this on, hit it, like and subscribe, not a problem. If you are watching on YouTube, turn on those notifications. You do it by, uh, it's for all the live shows. You, you click that little bell icon next to the subscribe button. Turn on your notifications. And, uh, you know, that way you can chat it up with us in there. Just good stuff. Just do those things. And, guys, Here's some big news for you. We are at the All-Star break. That means it's that time of year where the MLB and PGA packages get cut down to mid-season price tags. So this is the good stuff. If, if you've been hesitant to join full season, it's too expensive. Now you get the rest of the way and you get a discount. MLB for a single site, $84.99. All right, that's big. PGA, $89.99. But combo sites, that's where the deal is. You get a combo site for either sport. Here for $99.99, less than $100, bucks, you get the uh, combo package on either one of those sports. I tell you what, I would pay $100 a month, literally pay $100 bucks a month just for the Cheese is Good article to come at me. What is it, four-plus times a week he does it. I'd pay that money just for that guy's article. You get that article and everything else along with it. For the, so get those mid-season discounts if you want to try it out. Uh, get in on that, and, and then you'll know going into next year whether the product is something that you can use or not. And I got a feeling you'd. Once you, go, once you go there, you, you wouldn't want to go back. So you got that. I, I got my phone right here. You know what else I want to do today right now? Real quick, Chris. Talk to me. We got this sharp side streak. I don't know if you've done this yet. You go into the sharp side app. It's the gambling app here. And you pick a game and you lock it in. All right? Here's what we're going to do. You pick a game and you lock it in. It's a streak contest. So if you win, you got a streak going on. If you lose, your streak is ended. At the end of the – but then you can start over, pick it up right back again, and start another streak. All right? So at the end of July, they're going to look back and see what was the longest streak of the month. That winner, that guy, that girl, whoever that is, gets $1,500, $1,500 in FanDuel credit. 
to their account. That's a dang big prize for, for just a streak right there. So you go in the app, make a pick, lock it in. So that's what I want to do right now. I, I think I got a little streak here. I'm not sure. Let me see here. I, I might have lost my last one. I'm not sure. But uh, streak bets. Yeah, okay, I won my last one. I, I had a nice little streak going, and then I, and then I lost. So I had to start over. So I'm starting over. So tonight, do you have a best bet tonight that I can lock in on the sharp side? Have you got a best bet? I know you're a gambling guy. Um, I don't. Give me one. You got one. Who's your favorite pitcher? Um, favorite pitcher? I With mean, price tag. Caleb Smith. Okay, let me see what the line is on Miami here. If I can uh, find Miami. Miami's Miami's actually an underdog here. So mm-hmm. that, that, that counts towards the streak right there. If they are less than minus 140, you get credit for that. So you can't just go in and take a bunch of minus 300 guys. That's not a streak. That's pretty easy stuff. You got to be minus 140 or less. So I'm going to lock in a little Caleb Smith here on the money line. And that'll be my streak. Let's see. I, I hit it and I press lock button and we're good to go. So I'm going to try to get that streak, that 1500 If I get that $1,500 credit, I'm just going to – I'll put it up in a free roll for everybody who's in the audience right now. I can keep tabs on Way we do that. No, I like yeah, to get no, Forget on. that. What you do is you got to donate it to some sort of something for dogs. Man, I tell you what, we were talking pre-show. I had a little all-star break. Uh, I just wanted to knock out a little surgery real quick for all-star break. Soon as I get healthy, man, I'm going down to the agency and I'm getting a dog. I just I can't wait. I can't have it right now because I'm a little bit sore and tender, man. But can't have a dog jumping on me. But as soon as I get healthy. I'm getting a dog for sure. I've already I've already spruced up the backyard, fixed some spots in the fence where he can get out. And I'm going for it, man. So I'm re- I'm looking forward to that. I know you're a man of the dogs, and and they love you. But one more one more promo I got to get out of. Well, yeah, one more promo. It's the RG Badge promo, right? Uh, you guys have heard me talk about this almost every show that I do. It's uh, we've been going on. You go into the. I mean, I'm sure Devin's going to drop a link in the chat chat right now. You go into uh, your your avatar. You download the RG badge, go to DK or FanDuel, switch your avatar out to the RG badge. All right, get the RG badge. Now you're eligible to get the shout out. But even if you don't get it, what, what more you can do is finish in the top 10 in a GPP on one of those sites that has at least 5,000 entries. No showdowns. Showdowns don't count. Finish in the top 10, send a screenshot with your username and all that good stuff. And you, my friends, will get a one month free subscription combo package to the MLB premium or whatever you want. I guess so you could do PGA premium too, but top 10 with the RG badge, man, you're in there. You can get, you can get you some premium action there. So for free, there you go. How you like that guys? You like that? I like it too. Now we got to do the shout outs. This is uh, my second favorite part of the show where Devin sends me a list of names from guys. who I need a shout out for the RG badge. Some of the names are a little rough around the edges, but I guess that's why he does it on purpose. So Let's get it. I got a list here today because we haven't been on in a while. So here's the shout outs for the RG badge today, guys. First guy, tap out you are. Tap, tap out you are. Sounds like, I guess that's what it is. Tap out you are. All right. If not, then I apologize. Uh, C Pigeon 72. C Pigeon 72 is in there. Gillick 9486. Silent Terror. There's a pretty good name. Silent Terror gets a shout out. Deans 123 gets a shout out. Sir Chosen. Sir Chosen gets a shout out. This was a little rough. I think this is A Christ 216. I hope he's not talking on. I hope he doesn't mean Antichrist 216. A Christ 216. RC player 07 gets a shout out. And then uh, just a bunch of letters here. CW MGR. CW manager. Maybe it's CW. Maybe he's a 
manager of a country western, country western manager, CWMGR gets a shout out. So those are my shout out guys today. And uh, that's the badge promo, guys. And that's pretty much going to wrap up the badges. Now we can get into some baseball. What you think? How you think about that? Yeah, let's do it, man. Tell the people what you had done. Tell the people what you had done for surgery. Oh, man. I went to the doctor a few weeks ago. He said I had some hernias, one on each side. So I was like, oh, the All-Star break is a good time to knock that out. So uh, I did, man. I said I want them both at the same time because I have no desire to get put to sleep twice. You know, like get it done, go home, re rehabilitate then go back a couple months later, get put to sleep again and do it. He says, man, it's going to be painful. I don't know. I'm not going to recommend it, but I'll do it for you because you're young enough. So I was like, all right, let's do it, man. I want to do both at the same time. I'm trying to recover for it. Like I told you pre-show, I'm fresh off of ice in my testicles here about 15 minutes ago. So I'm, I'm okay for now. We're going to get through it. But uh, hey, man, this is a... Uh, this is what we do here, right? It's Friday. I'm on the schedule. I can't cancel, man. This is it. Dan Bach depends on me. The people depend on me. You, you need me here because you need me more here. You don't want to do a show with Dean, right? So you, you got to have me here, right? No, and I'm a horrendous host. So I need I need someone with uh, your skill set that uh, can talk to the people. That's right. So uh, let's, get, let's get on into it. We changed the format a little bit here. We used to go position by position, do all kinds of different things, and then build a lineup along the way and do all that good stuff today. Starting today, what we're going to do is try to break away from that format a little bit because the other show does a very similar to that format. So we're going to go game by game. I actually like this a lot more. It's a little bit different. We go game by game. We, we analyze each game a little bit, whip through the games, and then we'll build a lineup at the end for you. So uh, let's start off like that. We're going to start off at the, let's see, we got, we're going to skip this Washington Philly game because that's not a main slate game. We're going to start off at 6 o'clock here, Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time with the main slates. Toronto, New York is our first game on the board. We got Aaron Sanchez against Domingo German. Is it German? Herman. I'm, I'm, I'm not good with the names, and I'm, I'm loopy on the meds, so you got to – I apologize in advance. Domingo Herman. this is a big one because it's a uh, – the biggest takeaway here is the massive team total for the Yankees day. It's over seven. It's it's creeping up around 7.2 for an implied team total. This is going to be a very popular lineup stack right here on a, on a busy slate. So break it down for me. I guess let's start off with the big team, the Yankees here, because that's where everybody's attention is and where it's going to go. Talk to me about the Yankees lineup here. Yeah, there's a lot to like, man. Um, so they're at home in Yankee Stadium. So it's a good park. It's hot. It's uh, humid. Um, you got a, a little bit of a breeze blowing out to uh, to right field. Um, you've got uh, the uh, sometimes chalk pitcher Aaron uh, Sanchez on the hill, who's just absolutely horrendous. So yeah, I mean, there's it's it's not a spot you even really have to put much analysis into. It's an awesome spot for the Yankees here, and there's a bad bullpen behind him. Um, this is just a absolutely potent. You know, Yankees lineup, yeah, they're missing Stanton, but I mean, they, you know, with Judge back now with the greatest hitter of all time, DJ LeMayhew, um, Aaron, Aaron Hicks gets the good split, you know, where you want him hitting lefty, and uh, Gary Sanchez leading in uh, barrels per uh, batted ball event, and then uh, obviously Encarnacion. I mean, there's just home runs up and down this lineup. Yeah, there is a so, uh, are you scared off at all of the massive chalk that we're projecting for the Yankees tonight with this huge team? So, I mean, like you're a tournament guy. Uh, I'm sure you're not going to worry about that in cash, but in tournaments, 
I mean, are you are you one to, to shy away from some of these power hitters, more popular guys? I'm not. Um, I'm not worried about it actually on Yahoo. Um, I don't. I, I embrace it. I embrace some of the chalk here, and I find that just a little tweak here, or maybe something with my pitchers to try to make it a little bit different. But you know, at the end of the day, I want the highest scoring lineup, and this is a pretty good path to that potentially. Yeah, if you are scared of the chalk, I got a couple guys that came across uh, that are on my radar. If you want to get away from the chalk sometimes in the chalky stacks, you go down in the order a little bit. You still get some – it's the Yankees lineup. They're potent like one through eight almost. I don't know about Brett Gardner. I don't know if I'd go that far. But you get, a, get down there to a guy like Glaber Torres. Yeah, exactly. He's like the best play. Yeah, he walks home, He walks as much as he strikes out. He's like Guys like that are going to come up tonight with guys on base. You can assume Aaron Sanchez, who's terrible control, is going to walk a guy like Judge, maybe walk a guy like Sanchez or Edwin. These guys down in the six and below spot are going to come up with guys on base. That's how you make a fortune on stats like this is, is you nailing those guys that clears. You don't even need a home run. Clear the bases with a double, and, and all of a sudden good things happen to you. So uh, that's where I'm at, too. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, he's going to be completely low-owned. Everyone's going to gravitate towards the cheap price of Scooter, uh, Jeanette, or um, maybe uh, uh, they'll play Altuve. So nobody's going to play. You know, he's going to probably – the line of call, he's hitting seventh, so no one's going to play the the seventh. You know, every you know, Didi's going to be chalked for sure, but uh, Glaver always gets overlooked and has massive home run upside. So I agree. Toronto side against Herman, you got any interest in those guys? No, I have interest in Herman as a pitcher. Okay. Talk to me then. A little worried about pitch count, but the strikeout upside is certainly there. Um, I mean, this he's he's got nasty stuff. He's sitting here with a twenty. 26.5% K percentage. Um, this is a, a, you know, the, the Jays love to strike out. This is a good strikeout matchup. That's all I'm really looking for. He's probably going to go overlooked here because of some other options. Um, you know, he's, we have him projected at 13%. Um, so there's, there's plenty of uh, upside, you know, and leverage to be had with him. Um, I do worry a little bit about the weather, and, you know, I guess there's always the, the power upside of uh, Toronto, but I just want those strikeouts, so he's a guy that can give you that path. And he's a little bit overpriced in comparison to some of the other guys, just a tad. So, like I said, he's probably going to be a lot lower owned than uh, some of the other favorites. Yeah, that's a pretty good summary of that game. Uh, we'll move on to the next game before we do. Uh, I did I, – I do see the link in chat our producer dropped for the FanDuel single-entry series – Probably skipped my mind. We had so many promos, but that is out. That There's all kinds of different price ranges for that, so get in on that. There's a link in the chat. Devin just dropped, so FanDuel single entry series is out. I always love those single entry contests. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about everybody uh, dropping those 150 lineups. If that's your thing, if, if that's not your thing, I don't know. It's whatever. Also, I forgot, man. I totally just, just totally skipped my mind. We got plenty of time to shoot through these baseball games. What do you think about the Westbrook trade? What do you think about that? Um, a lot of people are like, like, I saw Dean throw his, oh, his stats out there, like against Westbrook. I actually like the trade. I mean, so the Rockets need to do something. They have Harden, right? Like absolute MVP candidate star. They've got to do something. They were falling behind the pack, right? Chris Paul is just, he's washed, man. He's you know, he's just getting older and older. His knees, his hamstrings. Um, you can't count on him. At least you can. He, they can prolong this little period with Harden with uh, Westbrook, and maybe maybe they clearly wanted to play together. I 
I think it's going to work out a lot better than people think. I think it's going to, you know, it's going to, there's going to be a capable attack the rim scorer in Westbrook and, you know, Harden, less pressure on Harden. And yes, I get it. Like, you know, the high usage, you just put, you just put a, one of the highest usage guys next to, to Harden, who's a usage hog himself. And, uh, but I think it's will alleviate, you know, a lot for Harden. I think he'll, he'll, he'll just see him lighten it up from the outside game after game. I agree. It's a, it's, it's a good move. You know, they, they talk about high usage, but that's the, the NBA is nothing but a bunch of high usage duos these days. That's you got to You got to have a high usage duo there. You got to have some superstar. Everybody wants the ball in the fourth quarter, but uh, you just got to learn to get away from it and uh, figure out how to win without it. And I, I like it. I like it for the same reasons you said. So we covered that base. And we're, we're in the minority for sure. Oh no, there's no way. No, just because Dean, Sit down no, but a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people think like even you know Yismans in chat saying they gave up too much because of their. Or, I mean, no. Listen, so in, end of the first round picks in the NBA are garbage anyway. It's a crapshoot. Like, give me that's nothing. It's not like it's going to be as long as Daryl Morey's in Houston and James Harden's in Houston, it'll never be a lottery pick. So that's you know it's not going to be a big pick. I'm not worried about the draft picks. You jump. I can't believe somebody would take on that Chris Paul contract, you know, for basically the same amount of money. It's an extra year for Westbrook, but for about the same amount of money, you swapped out CP3 for Westbrook. I'll take that trade any day of the week. After You've Westbrook. got a younger younger guy, and yeah, West, uh, Westbrook's shelf life is probably not going to be that long because this guy takes a beating. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be longer than Chris Paul's, and there's obviously that chemistry issue that they talked about too, and obviously Harden and uh, Westbrook like each other, so I'm um, assuming it's going to be good. Yeah, we don't listen to Dean no more. He's just he's he's bad news right there. He hasn't he's he, he he's slacking. But uh, we can get on back to the next team. Can you believe we're talking about the NBA, man? In I mean, it's better than talking about football right now, isn't it? Well, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> the thing about the NBA is. Or, 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 sorry, I mean the Scott Fishbowl. Oh my gosh, no! I've, I have honestly muted. I've muted like four different Mark. versions of Scott Fish Nine, Scott Fishbowl, whatever, for the last couple of years. More power to him. I love the charity angle, but boy, I, I don't. I don't need to hear all about those drafts all, every day for like uh, hours on end. But uh, the thing about the NBA, what I was going to point, like it's become this product where we just keep on talking about it now, even during baseball season. I mean, dude, this has been the craziest off season, so we have a right to talk about. Just it. keeps getting different. It keeps getting better. So, uh, props to the NBA for doing that, man. Uh, the NFL which is a popular sport, could really learn a lesson from the NBA. Can you imagine how terrible the NBA would be if it had to, it had franchise tag a player every year? Like, that would be the worst. And NFL is so, so outdated, man. But baseball, man, we got to get back to it. The people want it. Tampa Bay and Baltimore is our next game on the Roto-Grinders lineup page. You can follow. Oh, so let's, let's – the Yankees are awesome plays. On Yahoo, like, I love uh, Judge. Um, let me just check uh, pricing on one play here. Um, how much is Hicks on Yahoo? Uh, so I'll take Judge over Hicks, but Hicks is a Hicks be a contrarian play. Gary Sanchez is kind of a must for at least for cash games for your catcher position. He's just too cheap. And in Carson and Carnacion's an awesome play. Didi's too cheap. I mean, these guys are going to be chalk, but there's a great reason behind it. Yeah, I agree. Tampa Bay, Baltimore. Here we got Dylan Bundy, Yanni Torinos. Nine and a half total here. Uh, we got Torino's uh, pretty significant favorite, minus 174 right now. Any interest in these two pitchers? Um, mild interest. Mild. It's just we had. It's just the pricing that's you know taking me to some other pitchers tonight on a 
if it was a little bit tighter and tougher to get, I mean, I wouldn't mind Yanni Trinos. You just don't get the tons of strikeout upside, but you, you theoretically could because of the matchup. Um, Dylan Bundy has strikeout upside too, and the Rays certainly do strike out. Um, but, you know, it's a tough ballpark. But I, for GPPs, yes, I think both of these guys are in play. So it's one of those guys where there's mild interest in the pitching, so there's probably not like a ton of interest in the hitting, but do you see anything on the Tampa Bay side against Bundy that you like? Yeah, Austin Meadows is, again, too cheap. He's certainly had his struggles since a really hot start, but he's it's a great ballpark for him. Bundy struggles with home run issues. It's also a pretty good steal matchup um, for a few of these guys on the race. So, um I like uh, Meadows. Tommy Pham is kind of like a contrarian upside play because he's got the steal and home run upside. And uh, a guy who's been quietly raking and also quietly stealing a bunch of bags is uh, Kiermaier yeah. uh, for 13 bucks. So I like the top three there on the Tampa side. He got hot right before the All-Star break, and now they bumped him up in the batting order. So that's definitely a guy to keep your eye on. I'm taking a look at the Roto, Roto Grinders lineup page here, guys. If you haven't looked at it in a while – uh, or you forgot, not only do they have the salaries, but now you have the projected ownership too. Uh, and that'll get updated throughout the day. The closer to game time, the, the better, the more accurate it'll be. But this gives you a little little idea of what's going on here. So be on the lookout for that on the lineups page too. You can get that now. Baltimore, their terrible lineup against Torinos. It's just not a lineup we usually want to target people from. But uh, do you have any interest in these guys against this Tampa Bay pitching staff tonight? No, not a, I, I don't to be honest with you. There's just too many spots, and so this is one I just prefer not to go. I guess for a really low uh, low-owned stack, you could do it because there's going to be good hitting weather, great ballpark, but no, it doesn't doesn't really uh, strike me as good play, the, the best of plays. Although Dwight Smith Jr. is cheap. Nah, I'm not going there. All right, let's go to the next game. This is an interesting pitching matchup right here. Uh, so on one side, we have Jason Vargas, the guy that you just can't seem to stack against because he, I don't know about his three runs, hasn't given up three more than three earned runs in like five years or something like that. I don't know what the stat is, but he's pretty decent. Does it, not, not fun to stack against most of the time. On the flip side, we've got a, I would imagine, yeah, it looks like he's going to be a chalky. we got him at 36% right now. I'm sure it's going to, that's going to adjust a little bit. But Caleb Smith is going to be the chalky pitcher on the slate. With the great price tag, the good numbers this year, and the good matchup, good ballpark, everything. So talk to me about these two pitchers, man, and your idea of how you're going to split that down uh, in your lineups tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, I on a nor, on a different slate, I would have a little bit of interest in Vargas pitching in Miami, um, you know, at his price tag. And just the way he's just been just getting it done this year for some reason. But uh, I'm not going to go there this evening. Um, I'm certainly going to have all the Caleb Smith uh, ride or die. Um, you know, the Mets are a team that, that will strike out. Smith has really good strikeout numbers, um, 28% to lefties, 32% to righties. He has, he looked pretty good in his first start back off the IL. Uh, last season, he came off the IL and just cruised right from the get-go. Um, this is a great ballpark, and we just see that uh, they, Bill Miller's just been assigned to this game as the ump, uh, an extreme pitcher's ump. And so, um, yeah, there's just a lot to love with him, and his price tag is just so reasonable, and, and he's rivals upside of anybody. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think a lot of people agree with you. That's why that ownership is going to be way up there. So uh, with two pretty good pitchers, uh, one really good and and one pretty you know decent pitcher, do you have any interest in any of these stacks or or any one-offs from either one of these lineups? I'm not going to take anybody. I mean, Pete Alonso, you can always play, especially for GPP for upside. Um, but uh, you know, now you get the the home run derby hangover, which is uh, which is sample size proves that it's real, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't think you can play him, to be honest with you. But uh, Wilson Ramos against uh, a lefty, he's batting cleanup, eleven bucks. Uh, contrarian catcher play, kind of leverage on the field. Um, I could see that. Uh, if you really need a cheap punt. Um, I mean, you can look to anybody on the, the Miami against Vargas because, you know, Vargas is going to – it's going to happen. People are going to get to Vargas soon. Um, and uh, although this may not be the best matchup, it feels like it's probably the night where they will end up uh, being the nuts, the Marlins. Like, finally, everyone who stacks against Vargas is not going to be doing it tonight, and this is going to happen. This is when it's finally going to work, um, although Big T wouldn't like to hear that. But uh, Curtis Granderson, seven bucks, even though it's a lefty-lefty, but that's kind of good because you don't have to worry. You shouldn't have to worry about the pinch hit risk for him in this game. And uh, Vargas is susceptible to left-handed batters. He's min-priced. So um, if you can't quite get to Austin Meadows for nine bucks or if you're loading up in other spots or you're playing Garrett Cole, he's certainly someone you could use uh, in your outfield. Yeah, tournaments, all I see is a bunch of 1% next to these – Miami hitters, and so you get a guy's down that cheap in the ownership is definitely worthy of attorney attorney spot. So next game on the board, I'm seeing Minnesota and Cleveland. We have the lineups on those. We've got Mike Clevenger against Kyle Gibson. A uh, Clevenger's a slight favorite, minus one thirty six and nine for a total in Cleveland. Gibson or Clevenger is uh, any of those guys spark your interest? Uh, Clevenger sparks it just based on his his numbers he had the rough outing against the Orioles that I was like all in on him um that killed me but when he came off uh the IL but um but his numbers are are just incredible in a small amount of games this season but I mean his swinging strike rate close to 16 percent the highest on the slate obviously has the the shortest sample size of all the guys but um I mean we're looking at a 41 percent K percentage obviously that's not going to hold but this is he certainly capable of going out and firing up a bunch of strikeouts tough matchup for sure we, I get that um weather is that eh, it's a you know it's pretty humid there but uh if you're looking for to to be different than the field then he provides that strikeout upside fair enough hitters uh, I assume that you don't want any Minnesota hitters yeah um just they're kind of priced high and Clevenger is a good pitcher. So it's not, I mean, I wouldn't shock me if like, you know, I mean, the one guy I would have the most interest in that he's, he's just too cheap is uh, Jorge Polanco who hits better from the left side is a switch hitter, but um, has good numbers on the left side. You know, Clevenger will, if he's not on, um, you know, maybe wild and may get, get shelled. Um, he does give up, you know, some home run stuff when he's uh, when things aren't working his way. So uh, I could get behind like Polanco just because of the price tag and Nelly Cruz has just been raking. Um, all of his batted ball profile stuff is just off the charts. Um, you know, hard contact barrels per plate of event. You know, he's, he's, uh, 
can never fault you for playing him. On the flip side, we got Kyle Gibson taking on the Cleveland lineup, which is uh, kind of right at the ship after a really rough start. They've gotten a little bit healthier, and uh, they're putting up some decent numbers lately. You got any interest in the Cleveland Indians? Um, mild, um, just because of pricing. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to pay 21 bucks for Lindor. Um, I'm definitely not going to pay 23 bucks for Santana. Um, and there's not a ton of steel upside against Gibson, so that you know the. Indians get their most bang for the buck because they, you know, some of these guys can run the bases pretty, pretty well. Jason Kipnis would be the one guy that I would look to, although he's cheaper on uh, some other sites. So, um, but, you know, I could see that, you know, he's hitting cleanup 15 bucks. That's reasonable to me. He's probably my favorite. Question for you here. If you're going to your tournaments and you can't stack the, you want to get away from the chalk, all the chalk, you just want to be totally different. Would you rather have a, a Minnesota stack or would you rather go back to Miami stack? That's a good question. I, I mean, I would – man, how can I say Miami? I mean, I would take Miami, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think but, so. I mean, but you got the home run upside with, uh, you know, with uh, the Twins here. So, the right answer would be the Twins and just hope that Clevenger is off and uh, struggles and then uh, rip into that bullpen too. But – uh I just feel like the Marlins are going to put up some runs tonight. Fair enough. Next game on the board, the Dodgers travel from the uh, West Coast to the East Coast to take on Boston. In Boston tonight, we got Eduardo Rodriguez and Quinta Maeda going after it. It's a pretty close game. Minus 114 for Rodriguez, a 10.5 for a total. So Vegas thinks there's going to be a few runs in this game. Don't see a Dodgers lineup yet, but I definitely see a Red Sox lineup. First, let's start with the pitching. Maeda or Rodriguez, any interest? No, I'm going to be at the game. Um, so you're going to the game. I am going to the game. Oh, you go, Eric. How was that Shaq concert? Oh, I did go to Shaq. It was, uh, it was funny. It was hilarious, actually. I mean, it is what it was. He's he looks old, huge, and he just sit there and he was going, you know, like it was hilarious. Um, the club was nice. Um, anyways, uh, man, I'm I want to stack this game. I'm going to be at this game, right? And I can't like figure out how to do it because like the Red Sox prices are ridiculous for a good pitcher in Maeda. I mean, uh, Devers would be like my favorite play, but he's 25 bucks. You know, like how can you make a stack here? 22, 25, 21, 21, 19 um, against Maeda. Um, And then I don't really want to pick on uh, Eduardo Rodriguez either. Um, but I guess maybe that would be the, the side I could do. But then, you know, when, if, when their bullpen comes in, you get the, you know, the jocks and the, all the pinch hit risk for some of these people. So um, AJ Pollock is supposed to be coming back tonight. He's 13 bucks. He's reasonable. Um, if he's, uh, if he's back and hitting, you know, it's a, it's a good park, gets the platoon. Uh, Justin Turner is my favorite play from the, the Dodger side of the bat. He's only 15 bucks. He's, got great batted ball profile um this season kind of quietly too um cody bellinger can hit lefties so if erod struggles which is very you know especially with walks and uh the humidity and stuff then the this dodgers team could could do some serious damage in this park yeah that's what i was thinking i think you can make a little stack there of the dodgers right-handers and and some of the guys who don't have pinch hit risk uh assuming the lineup that's projected is the one that they're more or, less, more or less going to roll out. Chris Taylor, pretty good against lefties. Turner, really good against lefties. You get down to A.J. Pollock, and then you fill your catcher spot, Austin Barnes, with a guy who's pretty decent against lefties. 
it could be done. I mean, Vegas is telling you they're going to score some runs tonight, even with a pretty good pitching matchup. Two high-powered offenses, two high-powered teams. You can't go to a ball game and not stack. You got to have some stacks of the game you're going to. What? I mean, otherwise, what else would? I mean, why else would you go to a game if you can't stack it? I mean, right? Yeah, um, it's going to be boring, right? But so I got. I guess I got to play play some Erod and you know make a couple lineups with the the pitcher a pitcher from. I'm not going to play my Ada. Yeah, no, not, I definitely wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't get on the Maeda train. In fact, one of these offenses. I mean, I know we got a game in Coors and we got the Yankees up there, but you just—it's baseball. The Dodgers it's really, are really—it's really humid here. Yeah, one of these two offenses could get hot and just smoke this other team, and this, this could be your GPP winning stack tonight. Either one of these—it could definitely happen. These are two quality teams, so you know they're definitely under the radar stack. So uh, I don't mind that. That uh, that met in the World Series last year. Yeah, quality man. They're they're uh, they're after it, dude. It's just it's just good offenses. You know, it used to be a thing where the good pitching always beat the good hitting. It used to be back in the day. Now good hitting really caught up to them. And now you have to be an exceptional. You have to be like a Scherzer or a Verlander to really get through some of these good lineups these days. Maeda, nah. Rodriguez, nah. They're not they're not on that level yet. So uh, is Maeda the one? That Bobby Five says is one of the top pitchers in the game. Is that is that my uh, uh, Rio? Oh, my bad. All right, yeah. So for sure, he's not elite. You can definitely, definitely stack against guys like this. And when the quality is on the mound, let's move on to the Texas game. Texas and Houston battling it out in Texas here. Whew, interesting matchup. Garrett Cole on one side, Jesse Chavez on the other side. Nine and a half total. Cole's minus two ten right now. I mean, I assume you have some interest in Garrett Cole here. I do. I mean, he's got the highest upside of tough. It's it's a it's a good matchup too. So it's uh, he's got the matchup. He's got the upside. It's in a tough ballpark and bad you know hitting weather. Um, he did struggle in one game in uh, at Globe uh, this season um, already. I remember because I had him, um, but uh, certainly uh, through a hell of a performance against them for 40, uh, 40 fantasy points at home when he, uh, when he faced them again, there's a lot of strikeouts to be had kind of plays to his hand. He's just dominant with strikeout stuff against uh, left-handed hitters, um, even though they have the platoon. So, you know, typically we like lefties against, uh, against the Rangers because they, you know, a lot of that lefty lefty matchup, but Cole could certainly uh, mow all these guys down. His price is, so high kind of in comparison to everybody else that he's just not going to be, he's going to be contrarian tonight. So the typical formula on Yahoo is to like load up on your stud pitchers and then, you know, get your best value bats because there's always value bats. And uh, I mean, that certainly could work again tonight, you know, especially since Robbie Ray is going to be chalk. We all know that it's tough to avoid Robbie Ray's 36 bucks in comparison to 62, but there's, real chance of a blow up against a all right-handed lineup in St. Louis, who's also very patient with the walks. So I'm going to probably be playing Robbie Ray in cash. Um, but uh, I could certainly see a blow up coming. If that's the case, you could just, you know, do a ton of separation. If you have like someone with Cole goes off, you know, for sure. So I assume that we can scratch off the Texas offense. Um, yeah, right. I mean, who would you play? And it's 13, not like 13 games. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get 
some and some they're not are. even cheap you know yeah. so um, yeah scratch them scratch those guys off houston doesn't have a lineup yet i don't believe let me double check the app i don't see a lineup for houston just yet against jesse chavez but uh according to the projected lineup who we look yeah, I'm assuming that uh, Bregman is going to be out um, yeah. after getting stitches, but uh, they're showing him as questionable. Um, I mean, Chavez has been ridiculously good this year for some reason. Now, granted, most a lot of it was out of the bullpen, and then he had like a phenomenal start against the Tigers, which a lot of anyone can do pretty much. Um, but uh, he's been really super strong against uh against lefties now he's been reverse splitsy so that sets up well for typically for this uh the astros lineup in this park but um you know if they're missing bregman that's a little bit watered down i don't know i mean i think i do i think chavez is going to get rocked soon sooner than later and so i have no problem going to, to houston here who's your favorite astro um Let's see, price. I got one. I got one that jumps out like a sore thumb. Go for it. I like Jordan Alvarez a lot tonight. At 27 bucks? Yeah, because that'll drive down. I mean, this guy in this ballpark, that's the only way against a right-hander. I think that's the only way that we would have been able to keep the ownership down on him a little bit was that big salary. I, and, I mean, he's cheaper on the other sides, too. I, like, I just like him all around. The price tag is big, but I think that makes him a little contrarian. Michael Bradges. Michael Brantley BVP. I like a little BVP, but man, you know, when you put those two left-handers side by side, Brantley Alvarez, boy, Alvarez doesn't need to do much to get it out of this ballpark. He's just so naturally strong. He flips his wrist and then all of a sudden it's flying out. So I like me a little Alvarez. Is that, uh, so you're, you're a Brantley guy. I do like a little BVP when, when I, when I find it uh, suits, suits my needs, which you think you like Brantley's BVP. Yeah, why not? 17 bucks uh, in that park. Good for him. Uh, wind blowing out a little bit. He's a ground ball guy, but um, doesn't matter. Whatever. This is a good This is a good park you want to play him in. So there's upside there for sure. Altuve is going to be chalk. Man, that guy has just killed me. So I was like, literally, I needed uh, 0.45 points uh, in the Thunderdome the other day. To, to, to cash. It was for 15,000, right? Like I was 0.45 points behind. I just needed any stat from Altuve. Uh, and he got, uh, he was up twice and just let me down horrendously. Just wanted, he, uh, he has not been good since returning from the injury. So I would definitely, uh, you know, some guys will tell you, not naming any names, some guys will tell you hot streaks and cold streaks don't exist. It's not real. It's not a thing. But I'll tell you what, they do exist. He's in a cold streak right now. I kind of, I think I'd be waiting, even if he's at a good price tag like this, 13 bucks on you. I might be waiting till he turns the corner on that because he's looked pretty bad in some of the bats here recently. And so uh, I might wait till he turns the quarter before playing a little out too big. Yeah, I, I can hear that. But 13 bucks is tough to ignore. But, uh, you know, I, I'll probably end up in cores myself, but maybe I could outplay Altuve. I don't know. He's probably going to break out. I mean, he's a, he's just uh, he's chasing a little bit. He's swinging at bad pitches and whatnot. Um, but he's going he's gonna to figure it out. A chalky $13 Altuve or a lower in the order Glaber Torres tonight? I mean, I, I love – I mean, not for cash games, Torres, but I love for tournaments, Glaber Torres. Yeah, I do too. So we'll go with that. Next that game, game. If that game blows up, those are like the guys that end up just going off. Yeah. 
Next game, San Fran travels to Milwaukee, nine and a half total with Sean Anderson against Chase Anderson. These two guys are brothers. I don't know if you knew that, Chase Anderson and Sean Anderson. They I was yeah, I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. And I think I think we have double brother game tonight. This yes, this is one one of uh yeah. this is the eleventh time in MLB history that two brothers will square off in a game here. So we get the benefit of that. Nine and a half total. Uh, almost two to one favorite Chase Anderson here. So just well, like we, at home. We have another game with two brothers facing off. I know, 10th and okay. now 11th. So it was okay, sorry. Go a ahead. great night right here. So this is incredible for us. This is a big total, and it's all pretty much leaning towards Milwaukee because uh, the, of the big spread. So don't have confirmed lineups on either one of these teams yet. Chase or Sean, any interest in one of these Anderson brothers? Uh, it would be Chase. So if I'm looking to load up on some expensive bets, I you're certainly it's certainly – Chase Anderson is certainly in play. I'm not taking Sean Anderson, I don't think is very good, and I'm not taking him in this massive park downgrade against this extremely potent uh, Brewers lineup. No way. Yeah, I agree with that. So, uh, with that being said, batters from this game, I'll start off on the Frisco side. Got Chase Anderson, who's got a little bit of, I don't know, his career, kind of a reverse split kind of guy. Tell me about uh, some of these Frisco hitters you might like. You have a little Buster Posey for you? That would be the one. I mean, I, I don't like him. I mean, that would be someone you can use um, if he just fits. I don't know what other – let me just see what other, like, $9 or below hit, uh, catcher options there are um, if you're in that range. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, Buster. But Big T's rolling over in his grave right now talking about I, Okay. I could I could play him, but like it's six bucks more for Gary Sanchez against Aaron Sanchez. Now you're a Boston Red Sox fan, so I know you, I know growing up you heard all the historical tales of the great Carl Yastrzemski. Are you have any interest in in rostering his nephew Mike Yastrzemski tonight? No, I do not. Um, I don't. I don't have any interest in. Posey would be like the only bat that would make my lineup if it just fit. And I wouldn't feel good. I'd feel sick about it. Yeah, I don't do Milwaukee side against Sean Anderson, a right-hander. What do we think about Milwaukee at home? They're always a threat, but, uh, yeah. So, so like, uh, Yelich has come down in price a little bit. Yeah. He's the same price as your Dan, man. Um, well, he's, he's cheaper. I think, let me just make sure where I spelled this off. Uh, um, oh, you know, sorry. I thought he got down to 22 for some reason. Oh, I was thinking, I think he went down on DK. Um, okay, so he's a, he, he did not come down in price, but he's a, still a, a very solid play. I mean, look at his, just look at his stats, and this is a great matchup for him to just double dong, right? I mean, Anderson is not very good, um, has a, struggles with lefties, you know, hasn't, it's a, it's a huge park downgrade, so great park for, for left-handed hitting. And, uh, yeah, Yelich could have a monster game here. And people aren't, people aren't gonna people aren't gonna play him. What do we have ownership at? It's four percent. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, uh, I'm sure they'll adjust a little bit. But four percent that doesn't sound too terrible. There's so many stacks you can play. We haven't even got to some of these more potent games here, outside of the Yankees. So uh, if Braun makes the lineup for eight bucks, you can always play him. Yeah, uh, Mustakas is starting to rake. Brandall, what's his price? Uh, I mean, he's a pivot off of uh, of uh, Gary. 
Yeah, we can go. We can. It's tough to really get it, get behind the stuff and let, until we get the lineups out. So we'll leave it at that. We're good with that. But uh, next game on the board is interesting to me. It's Detroit Tigers against Kansas City Royals. Duffy and Turnbull uh, minus one thirty nine for Duffy and nine for a total. This is one I'm going to uh, bring up on plate IQ, and we can talk about it a little bit more thoroughly. First off, Duffy or Turnbull? Any interest in those guys? Uh, mild interest in Duffy, just because it's a matchup with the Tigers. Um, certainly someone that can go deep in the game, um, and you hope that he can take advantage and get a few extra strikeouts. It usually never ends up working out with him, but uh, he's probably not going to be very popular since uh, he's right around the same price tag as uh, Robbie Ray and uh, Caleb Smith is just a little bit more. I mean, just from a it's he's just such a far worse play but from an ownership perspective if you want to you know bank on some of these guys blowing up and uh getting leverage on the field Duffy could certainly you know he's seems pretty safe for this matchup um at least and uh Turnbull he's certainly done well against uh against the the Royals and there's there are strikeouts to be had in this lineup um and uh you could play him I'm not gonna be but I mean, I guess is that a is that a, an endorsement? I don't know. That's yeah, that's good enough for me. Now I'm taking a look at Duffy and taking a look at some of these splits here that we have on the RG plate IQ. Uh, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing not a big strikeout, a 17 and a half percent against right-handers, so he's not striking a lot of guys out. Then we get down into some of the harder contact stuff, and he gives up some harder contact. This leads me to one of my favorite one-offs tonight out of this Detroit. I certainly wouldn't stag Detroit. But I do have a one-off. Castellanos, man, I will always look at this guy against marginal left-handed pitching, looking at plate IQ. This this year, I got it for 2019, but it's very similar for the last several years of his Detroit career since he's been a full-time player. These are some of the, these are these are his type of numbers. A big ISO 250. He walks as much as he strikes out against left-handed pitching. That's always a good thing. He hits the ball hard. This is a guy I can play against left-handers, man, as a one-off. And uh, what do you think about Castellanos? Yeah, I could get behind that. I mean, uh, Casti against the lefty, everybody knows that, right? Like, yeah. or they should know that. Um, you know, he just always gets it done. Um, tough park, a uh, little downgrade there, but it's hot and humid. So a uh, little boost for that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I like him, definitely, he, especially with, at his projected ownership. Anybody on this Kansas City side against Turnbull you, you're feeling – Frisky about? I mean, Brandon Dixon certainly could hit a home run um, for 11 bucks. Uh, he's got the power. Um, that would be it on the Royals side. Uh, this is a good steal matchup for the Royals. So I kind of like the stack here because especially with the worst bullpen in the league sitting behind uh, Turnbull, who's just uh, coming back from uh, injury, that uh, – you know, A, he may not be very effective. B, he may not go very long. You know, C, you get the awful bullpen behind. Plus, there's massive steal upside. We know that Merrifield, Montessi will run um, and some of these other guys. So I kind of like Royals as like a contrarian stack here. Yeah, Montessi probably the best bet at a stolen base tonight, I think, on just in general on paper. So you got that going for him. Let's move on down. What do we got here? We got about... Oh, we got we got several games left. We got to get moving here, man. All right, I'm playing around with it too much. We had a lot of promos, but we got to get going. Next game: Arizona, St. Louis, eight and a half total. Robbie Ray, chalky Robbie Ray against Ponce de Leon. Adam Wainwright was scratched earlier. 
Uh, I mean, okay, so Robbie Ray, Chalky Robbie Ray, what do you think about him? His price is just ridiculously cheap. So you got to play him, at least for cash games, which it sounds crazy because you don't play Robbie Ray in cash games, right, like typically. But the strikeout upside offsets some of the, the risk here. You know, the walks are certainly a problem. 14% walk rate uh, versus right-handers. This is a lineup full of patient right-handers. Um, and, uh, you know, Dion Goldschmidt. Um, and then you get guys like Carpenter, who, who's very patient, too, as well. Um, Fowler's patient. Um, so I'm not, is that the lineup? I just want to make sure I'm spouting off. Yeah, it's kind of a – so there's way I, – I mean, I love Robbie Ray here tonight. I just – you just got to – you just got to play him at this price, but I could see it going forward. Question in chat earlier, what do you think about Jake Lamb? Uh, sneaky play, for sure. Um, has been sneaky play. Did Homer right before the break. Um, he's hitting down, so people just aren't going to play him. Uh, he's only 9 bucks. Uh, I like that play. Fair enough. Let's get on. Let's move it on down. That's enough of that game. We got a big one right now, Cincinnati and Colorado. Obviously, you get a game at Coors Field, you're always going to go, uh, you know, big, big ownership numbers. It's a 12 for a total. John Gray against Sonny Green, like we alluded to earlier, this this would be previously was the 10th. This is the 11th matchup in Major League Baseball history against brothers today. Sonny Gray and John Gray. So, John Gray's minus 140. It's in Coors Field. I assume you're not going to touch any pitching in this game, right? Um, you could, these are two good pitchers, right? And, uh, John Gray has been good at home. Sonny Gray has just been good. Um, it, his effectiveness might not be so great in cores. So, I mean, it would be John Gray would be my preferred of the two, but that price of 33 bucks, if Sonny Gray, I mean, all-star Sonny Gray does anything. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to go there, but I wouldn't, I don't mind it from, uh, in, in, uh, large field GPP stuff here on Yahoo. Well, with the Yankees being out there, maybe they find they finally a, a team or two draw some ownership away from Coors Field. So let's talk about offenses real quick. Cincinnati against John Gray. Is there anybody you're seeing in your numbers that jump out to you? Yeah, so this isn't a must because these are two good pitchers. And so this game may flop from typical Coors expectations. But, like, the pricing is too cheap for a lot of these guys on the red. So Winker is too cheap. I really like him. Votto is too cheap on other sites. I probably won't play him on Yahoo. Um, Suarez is someone I'm considering at third base. Um, certainly has been heating up. You can't play Puig, but like you could in GPPs for 27 bucks. But Scooters should be chalk at 11 bucks for second base just to get his upside and cores for a guy who can give up the long ball um, in gray. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. On the flip side, Sonny Gray being good this year, but could struggle here in Coors Field. What do you think about the Colorado lineup? Anybody jumping out to you? Um, he's going to have to rely on that nasty slider he has, but his other stuff, like the curve and whatnot, shouldn't be as effective. Um, but Aaron uh, Arenado is just too cheap, 18 bucks in Coors. Mm -hmm. like, wh what are they thinking, right? Like He should be the chalk third baseman tonight. He should be. He's getting a pretty decent number next to his name, about 18% right now. So we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, it's course field. You know, you can always play these hitters. You just never know when it may, you know, you get into the bullpen in the sixth inning and it could be lights out for the offenses, you know, either way. So 
couple questions in chat real quick, the YouTube chat. And we, we kind of glossed over this a minute ago, but real quick, are you playing any Robbie Ray at Chalk tonight? I am. I'm going to be playing okay. a lot of him. Even though I know the, I know the rule, when Robbie Ray is Chalk, you shouldn't play. Another question for you, more strategy related. Is a five-man stack too many players? Um, I think your theory is it's, it depends on the site, right? Like the different yeah, sites. I think it's unnecessary on Yahoo. I think it's unnecessary on Yahoo if you really like the plays and you certainly. I mean, you got to look. You got to look at bullpens too. If you really want that game to explode, then sure, you can do it. But I don't. I don't think it's necessary on Yahoo at all. All right, fair enough. Let's move on to the next game here: Seattle and LA. We only got. We're going to knock out these three games pretty quick because I want to build a lineup too still. So Mike Leake, Taylor Cole, any interest in either one of these guys? Well, Taylor Cole slash Felix Pena. Pena would be the guy, but uh, no, I'm not interested in either of them. Uh, from bats, I would say they're good stack. Uh, there's up, there's home run upside for the Angels. Mike Leake certainly has. He's pitched pretty effectively, but he's gives up the long ball, um, especially. So I would look to some left-handers, even though he – does give them up to right hand, but just because they shorten that porch out and right. Um, so like Cole Calhoun um, and Otani um, kind of pop a little bit for me. Upton is just too cheap. If he makes the lineup, he, you know, he should be back after the all-star break. Um, got a little healthier again with, I think it was like a groin or a hamstring, but he's too cheap. So he makes for a solid play. Trout, you can always play if you can fit it. And um, I just have no love for any of these uh, Mariners. Yeah, I think uh, if you got the money, one of the better two-man stacks, back-to-back in the batting order, Trout, Otani. Uh, you know, I like that stack quite a bit tonight. I think it's got a lot of home run upside, like you said. Chicago at Oakland, nine up, nine total with Nova facing off against Fiers. So, uh, I don't know. Tell me about these two pitchers. Any interest in Fiers? Uh, is this uh, the French pronunciation of uh, Fiers? Yes. Oh, my bad, my bad. Um, he's uh, – I mean, this is as good of a matchup as you're going to get for him. He's a strike thrower that could pitch pretty deep in this game. Um, it's a good park, obviously, for him. It's a There should be extra Ks in here for him um, against the White Sox. So I could certainly see him, if you're looking for, like, a safer alternative than Robbie Ray, if you want to bank on a Ray getting blown up, you know, you could throw, like, you could do, like, a, you could do like a, um, a Cardinal stack with like someone like fires um, in there kind of like a, a safe alternative pitching play and kind of just, so I kind of like that idea for lineup builds, but he's kind of lower on my, my, uh, my list here for pitchers, but he's probably within the top six. Hitting. I assume uh, Chicago doesn't bring a lot of interest to you, right? Chicago White Sox against fires. Um, he gives up home run runs. So you, uh, it's just their pricing, man. Yeah. Um, it's just the price. Like I would like to, Moncada would be the, my first choice, um, and then uh, you can always play uh, Jimenez. But Oakland, nice, Oakland nice against Nova. Uh, Oakland against Nova. Nova's been surprisingly effective. Yeah, uh, I'd stop chopping and stacking against him. It's not been. But he's yeah. I hear the Cubs the other day, right? Um, yeah. It's just disappointing. But he's not good. He's just he's gonna get lit up, and, and there is a bad bullpen behind him. Um, you can play all these guys, right? But the pricing is a little high for Olsen. He would be like my one of my top projected first base plays, so he's in play. But I like the pricing on some other guys better. Chris Davis, eleven bucks. He's the best play of the game because it's a low strike. I mean, low strikeout pitcher. You know, certainly could get a hold of one. 
for 11 bucks. He's struggled but had a little week of rest. Um, nobody ever plays Loriano, but he brings a lot of upside to the table. And, and Fegley at catcher. Fegley has been extremely good this year. Solid. Um, Atlanta and San Diego rounds us out. Big pitchers ballpark. Keiko Lamette, uh pitching for you in this game. Any any interest in it? Lamette is ridiculously cheap on Yahoo, so he's thirty bucks. Um, DK has him like one of the highest uh, cost pitchers on the site. So Lamette is a strikeout upside in a non-strikeout matchup. But uh, you're going to have to worry about pitch count with him as he's making his way back from Tommy John. But for 30 bucks, I can get behind that, um, you know, for a few efficient innings and, and some strikeouts, especially with uh, Brave seeing him for the first time here. So I kind of like that on play on Yahoo. Fair enough. It's a big ballpark. Not a whole lot of hitting there. You could you do that at your own risk. It's two quality pitchers. So we need to get this build here. I got about three minutes. So I got to put a build together for the people. But I don't, yeah, I don't think it's that hard. Give me two pitchers. I, I know you're the pitcher guy. You're the pitcher expert on Yahoo. I'm not great at picking these guys. I'll always opt for the really cheap guys. But I mean, are, we, are, we, are we avoiding chalk or are we eating it? No, we can eat chalk at pitcher. I don't mind eating chalk at pitcher at all. It's Smith and Ray. We're going Caleb Smith and Robbie Ray. Let me find Robbie Ray on the radar here. Robbie Ray. Okay, I like it. Now, what I want to do, I'm going to pick out – I'm going to the Yankee stack here. I know you said stacking is not necessary, but boy, this is a seven total. I want to get three of these guys at least in my lineup, right? But I want to do it a little different. I want Glaber Torres in there because I'm looking at the numbers. I got it pulled up on plate IQ. Who's your next guy after Torres? Who, who would you put in a Yankee stack? Um, sorry, you put in who? I'm going Glaber Torres first for the Yankees. Okay, and throw uh, Encarnacion in. You like a little Edwin. You yep. think he's walk the parakeet, all right. All right, let me pull this up. Man, what in the world? He's at first. Um... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I hate it when uh, he's not. Glaber Torres, uh, 18 bucks. Edwin. Oh, man. Apologize. We got some uh, technical difficulties here. Give me a little. I take a gander at the plate IQ and tell me your third. Your third Yankee as I pull up Edwin somewhere from in here. He's at first. Um, gotcha. Okay, I got it. Let me take a look here. Who else? Uh, Sanchez is kind of expensive. I don't mind Gregorius, but maybe you have another guy. I mean, Sanchez is the best play, but he's going to be super chalky. Hicks is going. Hicks is a phenomenal play too. He's eighteen bucks. He will be less chalky, and Judge will get will soak up more ownership. So play Hicks. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go Hicks there. That leaves us uh, thirteen bucks per player. Catcher, let's get cheap at catcher. Who we got? If we're going cheap. Um, Don't say Posey, man. It's I, have, I mean, that's... All right, I'll put him in for now. It's a placeholder till we figure it out. He is... He is uh, I mean, if uh, Herman makes the lineup or... Uh, I don't know, man. It would have to be Posey or Fegley. No one will play him. Well, I can adjust that later. Third base, we've got about 14 bucks per player left. Plenty of money left. Oh, man. Aaron Otto in Coors Field, 18 bucks. we got to do it, right? Slide it in. Slide that in. Shortstop, uh, this is where we could go back to the Yankees here if we wanted to, or we could go a different route. Is there anybody jumping off at shortstop to you? I mean, Didi's going to be the chalk play tonight, um, right. so we could play him. Um, if we wanted to go against uh, – get a little leverage oh, against – I'm seeing something. I'm seeing something, Kurt. 
What? For only a dollar more than Didi, I can get Alberto Mondesi for 14 bucks. Yeah. I think he's got the best opportunity to steal a base tonight. I don't mind that. Two outfield spots, $13 per player left. We're going to round this out here. Who we got? Let's uh, – let's if uh, A.J. Pollock makes the lineup. I don't mind that at all. Um, no one will play him in just coming back off injury. Um, if he gets a good lineup spot, I would be interested in that. 13, there's Chris Davis at 11. Oh, Kiermaier's at 13 also. Yeah, Kiermaier. Oh, that's fired at in. All right, that's that's my placeholder. I'll go back and double-check on the posy, maybe make one switch. But I like that a little three-man stack. We got some good pitching. We got some upside in this lineup. I like it, guys. Take a look at it. Go back later on, freeze frame it. You can take a look at it and fill it in, build around it however you want. But that's going to wrap us up, man. We ran about one minute over. I apologize to Dean and the poor guy who's got to work with Dean today. But we got to get through this business here. So, guys. For Kurt Deese, I'm Ed Chopper. Good luck in all those GPPs tonight. Glad to have baseball back, but we're out of here. starting tonight friday night big slate of games i've got five of my favorite hitters for you four of them under twenty dollars my favorite starting pitcher and what team do we want to be overweight on tonight belly up to the fantasy bar and find out welcome in guys friday edition beers daily fantasy six pack back here once again in the fantasy bar after the all-star break hopefully you had a couple days of rest but we're ready to turn the page here on the first half of the season and look towards the second half here with five of my favorite bats on yahoo and my favorite starting pitcher but before we get into all that guys couple house cleaning things mentioning yahoo don't forget to get over there and try their best ball drafts in football Right around the corner. We're middle of July here. So not long now until training camp starts kicking off. Get prepared and get over and draft some best ball teams. All you do is draft it. Set it, forget it. No waivers, no trades. Very easy for those of you that are very busy. And I know a lot of you guys out there, very, very busy. Kids, activities, sports, whatever it may be. Best ball on Yahoo. The way to go. Also, sharp side. The street contest continues. Did not go to sleep. Over the All-Star break, things rolled on, so hopefully you got some lock bets in there. Plenty of games and props to choose from tonight. Make sure you get over there and download the SharpSide app for all your sports betting needs. Now, back to baseball, back to Yahoo. One note here tonight, Coors Field on the docket. Not going to give you plays from Coors Field, too easy. Going to give you some plays outside of Coors Field. Mainly guys, I think, are too cheap, so let's start in that department. In the outfield, Austin Meadows, just $9. Now, you've seen him in here a lot recently, and I'm going to continue to buy low, under $10. I think this guy's a steal at this $9 price point, and I really like the upgrade here. You go from Tampa, which is a pitching environment, to Baltimore, one of the better hitting environments in the league, and we know this guy's solid numbers. Leads Tampa, as you see, with a 390 Woba against righties. The ISO, well over 200 at 225, and I know Dylan Bundy, a solid pitcher. This is a pricing play here. 
under $10. But I think he can do some damage here against Bundy and the Baltimore Orioles. All right, moving on. Pick number two, third baseman. Michael Stock is $17. So solid numbers here as well. You see the ISO at 280. Very nice number. Good power number there. 370. The weighted OBA. And Mr. Anderson on the San Francisco side of things. Getting hit hard by lefties. 42% hard contact rate so far this season. Other numbers, solid form. That hard contact is alarming. And it shows in the team totals here. Milwaukee sitting right around five and a half here at home. Really love the Brewers stack here tonight. 26 teams to choose from. Can't stack everybody. They may fly a little bit under the radar. We have Coors Field on the docket. We have some other very high totals. But I like the Brewers in this matchup. I have to pick one. I mean, Mike Moustakis at $17. All right, starting pitching-wise, lots of options on tonight's slate. We're going to go with Caleb Smith of Miami, $45. So Smith looks solid in his return from injury last week. Struck out six. Pitch count was nearing 100, so really didn't limit him there at all. And I like this matchup with the Mets. Struck out eight Mets in their first meeting. Now, way back, I believe that was opening day, so a long time ago. But the point is, the strikeouts are there with Caleb Smith. 31% for the season. That number jumps up to 32% against right-handed hitters. And five of the eight projected bats in that Mets lineup come from the right side of the plate. You throw the pitcher in there, which is usually a couple free strikeouts. And I think this guy's double-digit strikeout upside in this matchup. When you look at team totals, guess who's sitting with the lowest team total on the slate? That's right, it's the Mets under four here tonight. Love the strikeout upside of Caleb Smith at a very fair price of just $45. All right, back to the bats. Another great buy low. We talked about him last time we were here. That's first baseman, Paul Goldschmidt, just $13. So like I mentioned, we had Goldschmidt the last time we were here before the All-Star break, and he did well for us. With Yard, the power numbers starting to come on for him. And the numbers all season have been there. You know, we think Paul Goldschmidt not having a good season. 310 ISO, very solid number against lefties. Woba well over 400 at 430. And that's all despite a batting average on balls in play. Sitting at just 238. So the numbers could be even better here. And what I like here, Robbie Ray, a pitcher I love to utilize. You've seen him here in the six-pack. But I don't mind picking on him as well, especially with the power righties. Gives up the mix we're looking for. A lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. 40% fly ball rate, 38% hard contact rate, and that's led to a 16% home run to fly ball rate. And then Goldie stays hot here and goes yard at just 13 bucks against Robbie Ray. All right, Yahoo, we need a catcher. We're going to go with one of the best, if not the best, in the league. Gary Sanchez, just $15. And I say just $15 because anything under $20 here really shocked me on Gary Sanchez. One of the first guys I plugged in my lineup at this price in this matchup has been an absolute beast against right-handed pitching. ISO over 300 leads the Yankees, 370 the weighted OBA. And another guy with a batting average on balls in play down at 244. So these numbers could be even higher for Gary Sanchez. And in the battle of the Sanchez's here, Give me Gary against Aaron. This is going to be a very tough matchup for Aaron Sanchez against the Yankees, but specifically against Gary Sanchez. He loves to throw the sinker and the fastball, 35% and 30%. 275 ISO against the sinker. That number jumps to 369 in the ISO department against the fastball. Gary Sanchez, a tremendous matchup and probably $10 too cheap here. Take advantage and buy low here in this matchup with Toronto. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play on the slate. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Who's your beast of the night? Get in the comment section right below the video. 
Let me know who your favorite play is. And while you're there on YouTube, guys, two things. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you know when the videos are coming out. Also, if you enjoy your time here in the Fantasy Bar, all I ask in return, take a second and click that thumbs up button. Guys, really helps us out, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the Beast of the Night. All right, Beast time. We're going to go back to the outfield, and we're not done with the Yankees here. We're going to roll an Aaron Judge, $20, tonight's Beast of the Night. So the Yankees projected to score more than seven runs here tonight. So, yes, Coors Field is on the docket, but this is the team I would be high on. I know they're going to be popular, but I would definitely go overweight here on the Yankees. We mentioned Gary Sanchez already, but I really like the spot for Aaron Judge. 258 ISO against righties, 376 the weighted OBA. You see the hard contact rate sitting at 45%, also a nice 12% high value hit rate and Aaron Sanchez this been a disaster against righties 386 the Wova a lot I could go on and on here about his numbers the point is the Yankees in a great spot don't get cute here and Aaron Judge not only homers once goes deep twice we're gonna go big here in a return to the fantasy bar but I love this spot against Sanchez Aaron Judge easily my favorite play on Yahoo and tonight's beast of the night all right, guys, that wraps up here for Friday night for this week here in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, hit me up in the comment section right below the video or follow me on Twitter as well at BeermakersFan for Rotogrinders.com. I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck tonight, guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you right back here next week with more from the Daily Fantasy Six Pack. We'll see you guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What's going on, Rudder Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time. I lot it's 401, but nonetheless, I round it down. Of course, that made it time for the flagship show here at Rudder Grinders. It is called...
It's Gold Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. It's a uh, three-man booth since we've not been here for about a week or so. Myself, a little bit longer, took a, an early vacation, uh, batting first, leading off. It's one uh, Grant Niefer. Grant, it's, it feels like a Monday, uh, but, you know, it's a Friday. It's kind of goofy with this whole All-Star break deal. Yeah, this is one of my favorite work weeks ever. I worked last night, I worked, and now I have a weekend right afterwards. It's 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 kind of kind of great. Um, so I'm I'm doing fantastic. Just ready for ready for some bases ball tonight, and then go going golfing on the weekend. Got a bunch of stuff planned. Grant life is pretty impressive. Well deserved a vacation for this weekend. <laughs> and uh, there you go. It's gonna be good times. So, you know, that's kind of like a you know just back for a day, make a little cameo appearance. Got the weekend, and of course we're prepping down for a. Uh, the, the official, unofficial start of the second half of the season, and nobody circles the DFS baseball wagons like one Boggs Light. Boggs, how was uh, how was your vacation? It was good. It's nice. So I went to uh, Catalina Island for a couple days. Just took it easy. I blew off some steam and ready to get back into the grind. Did you, you ride golf carts? No, no, I didn't. We didn't do that. Oh, you idiot! What you have to have golf carts in Catalina? I don't. I'm not aware of this. Like eighty percent of the islands people that drive there like you have to get a special certificate for a car so everyone drives around golf carts everywhere one of my favorite days ever was when i was working as an accountant we had a party afterwards in catalina island and we had two dds and so we all got hammered and then went around the island on golf carts the guy driving was sober let me put that that's good to hear it is it is fun it's a beautiful place and there's golf carts are fun to be on it sounds like uh, Boggs won the uh, – we weren't really playing a game, but I feel like if they were scoring at home, Boggs won. He beat you, Grant, as far as better vacation. So I do dope stuff all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you know, we don't have too much time for pleasantries because we got a, a couple promos here to knock out. we got a full 13-game uh, slate going down tonight. Uh, our fabulous multitasking Peter of D-Train is going to be dropping all sorts of links. We have people, first of all, uh, let's knock this one out of the way. Fantasy Draft, of course, the sponsor of the show. There is a free roll going down. Tonight on Fantasy Draft, he's going to drop that not just in the Rotor Grinders chat, but also uh, in the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Jump on over here to Rotor Grinders. Uh, the Sharp Side Street Contest is still going on. It's going on all month long. If you guys are on the Sharp Side app, you can get more details on it. But uh, 1500 FanDuel credit dollars are up for grabs. If you finish first, you'll get uh, 1000 FanDuel credit dollars. I think third is, uh, third is 200 I don't really know why I skipped second, but third is 200 and if you do the math there at home, 300 for second place and uh, fourth through fourth through 10th uh, wins themselves uh, one month of Rotor Grinders Premium. Check out the SharpSide app for more details. It is free to play on that. And basically, you want to have the longest streak uh, at the end of July as far as picking some winners. Uh, minus 140, I believe, is the highest favorite you can go with to have a, your lock bet to make it count. Speaking of Rotor Grinders Premium, uh, because it's the unofficial uh, midway point here of the season, uh, we got a discount as far as the midseason price for RG. Uh, the package is here for baseball. It's $84.99. That's for a single site for the rest of the season. Uh, for golf, it's $89.99. Uh, again, that's for the rest of the golf season. And uh, if you want to do the combination platter, this sounds like it makes more sense uh, for baseball or for golf either uh, option is $99.99, less than 100 smackers. And of course, with the baseball premium, you get the lineup HQ, you get Cheese's Million Dollar Musings, you get the expert rankings, you get crunch time, you get Kevin Ross weather, ownership percentage, the premium podcast expert survey, Slate IQ, and much, much more. Uh, speaking of Rotor Runners, they do have their, their, uh, their uh, 
contest that's sponsored tonight on I wasn't lying when I said there's a lot of promos. Are you guys still with me, Boggs? I just want to make sure. Testing, you guys are still alive, yes? I still, you know I tune out the first 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> We're going to power through this. Uh, I'm not sure if these have sold out just yet for what it's worth, but uh, the single entry series over there at Rotor Grinders uh, on, on FanDuel, the dollar option is available tonight as well as the $50 option. Uh, both of those are in play on FanDuel and uh, the badge. If you guys are rocking the Rotor Grinders badge, if you're not aware how that goes down, certain contests, uh, there'll be a link dropped in chat for you guys as well, too, to get more information on this. But if you finish in the top 10 of certain contests, while rocking the Rotor Grinders badge, you win yourself one month of RG Premium. And we do like to give a shout out to the people that most recently have signed up that are rocking the badge that are hoping to finish the top 10 and therefore will win themselves one month. So, got a list of people that have signed up over the break. And I'm going to go ahead and give them their shout outs now. C, C Pigeon 72, uh, Gillick 9486, Silent Terror, Deems 123, uh, Sir Chosen, A Christ 216, RC Player 07, uh, Tap Out Viewer. Hope I got that right. And I believe it's a CW Manager, CWMGR. So, uh, welcome to Rock on the RG Badge. Hopefully, you finish in the top 10, win yourself 1 1 premium. Uh, and like I said, once again, you can get RG Premium for baseball for less than $100 for both sites, for the rest of the, uh, you know, combination sites for the rest of the season, which, uh, you know, hey, I know a guy, so I don't have to pay for it, but just to cheese his million-dollar music is worth $100 as is, or the plate IQ as well. Bugs, talk about this slate. Uh, I've yapped along. Uh, I got all the pleasantries out of the way. We got all the, uh, the promos out of the way, and the links are dropped there in chat for you. But the 13-gamer tonight, we got cores. Don't really have any studs as far as pitching outside of Cole. Uh, you know, I guess all the, a lot of the starters, of course, the big-name starters are pitching the All-Star game, and they're not quite ready to be, uh, you know, ready to go. You know, not a full four or five days of rest. Uh, Fox, your take as far as this slate tonight? Well, I think from a pitching perspective, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not that many. I know a lot of pitchers pitch in that All-Star game, but uh, there's some guys that probably should be opening up the second half of their season instead of some of these – uh, you know, scrubs um, that we've got going here tonight, but uh, it makes it a lot of, very interesting. And obviously, you do have Cole up at the top. Uh, you've you've got some mid range options. I think that's where a lot of people are going to settle tonight. Um, you got to hit those mid range options if you want to spend up on bats. But I'm doing everything I can to get Cole in there. All right, I'm going to talk to Grant in a second. But now I'm curious since I have you. I know uh, Garrett Cole is one of the guys we want to feature as far as pitchers, and we'll throw the uh, the old picture up there. Uh, tell me why you want to spend up on Garrett Cole. I guess it's because he's basically in the tier of his own. Yeah, I mean, look, who else on this slate uh, has the ability to break it? Um, and, you know, Jason Cole has Vargas. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, break it in a, in a different way. Um, but, I mean, look at it. I mean, there's just not a whole lot to get excited about. Uh, I still think his ownership won't be probably as high as one might expect in tournaments. So I like it from that perspective. Um, if I can make it work, I, I, I'm going to do everything I can to spend up to him. But I mean, it's just kind of a, you know, just, uh, more of a gut feeling than anything with him tonight. Obviously he's the numbers he's produced speak for themselves, but um, you know, obviously Texas got to, to Houston last night. He's up bullpen. I think maybe he might go a little bit deeper, but I still think the strikeouts will be there along the way. Yeah, this might be one of those deals where he strikes out 10 and gives up two homers. Like, who really cares if he gave up two homers? And as far as the K percentage upside with 36.7% of the season, 
it's well, it's depending on how you look at it. If you want to count Clevenger as a top K rate in the season, I guess he is, but in a small sample. And I just don't think Clevenger is going to keep striking out like 41.7% of dudes the rest of the way. Uh, he's certainly an interesting play, but obviously he's facing Minnesota a team. We don't necessarily like to pick on uh, Grant. What say you, as far as an uh, overall perspective on this slate, get, give your thought as thoughts as far as Cole, because you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm tinkering with Cole and Caleb Smith and just kind of trying to, trying to make that work. And there are definitely some bats out there, but there, there are some discounted bats. Some of these prices are just funky, and I think I can make that happen. And I think those are the two best pitching options, especially from a cash game perspective. Um, we'll talk about Robbie Ray, too, who's kind of discounted, but I just don't love that matchup. Uh, your overall assessment there as far as the slate big picture, and then talk to me about Garrett Cole there, Grant. I mean, pitching today is horrible. Um, it's not good. I don't think I've ever seen this the day after the all-star break, but it's, it's just horrible. It's terrible. It's no good. It's very bad pitching. Um, so going with chalk is stupid. Um, the chalk guys are going to be Caleb Smith, who hasn't had a good outing in a while, which I'm still going to go with some of, but um, everyone's going to be all over him, especially over on fantasy draft. And Robbie Ray is going to be mega chalk. His price tag is just way too cheap, but we know that he can do poorly. Um, there's a lot of guys in the lower range, mid lower range, and then there's Garrett Cole. I'm going to be going with a lot of lower price guys than both Ray and Caleb Smith because no one's going to be playing them at slightly lower price tags because they're going to be all over Robbie Ray and Caleb Smith. So Cole is one of the best options on the entire slate. He has the most upside on the entire slate. I'm not going there in cash, but in tournaments, like you're not going to get much more upside than you get with Garrett Cole. There's a lot of mispricings on the slate all over the place that you can play that you can get massive amounts of upside with. And like we don't, need to save that much money going with Garrett Cole and a guy like Chase Anderson is going to be probably higher upside than going with a guy like Robbie Ray and Caleb Smith and you're getting it what one fifth the ownership um so like I'm I'm going a bit off the board in bigger field tournaments here and it's just the better thing to do yeah not a great ballpark obviously to pitch in there for Cole but if you don't hit it, it doesn't really matter where you're, where you're pitching and obviously in this you know, Texas lineup, Gallo, plenty of pop, but he'll strike out a good bit as well, too, around 35% the last two years uh, against righties. Collectively, looking at 26.9% as far as that starting lineup. That is a huge number for Dorwich uh, at 50%, you know, not a big sample size, 58 plate appearances. But I'll take my chances of Cole versus for, for Dorwich all day long, uh, especially the back end of that lineup. There are plenty of Ks. Uh, and, again, I'm not certain that's the route I'm going to go, but, like, you, you kind of hinted at there's some there's some bats that are just underpriced and, I think I'll like my lineup even with Cole and Caleb Smith and Grant. I think Caleb Smith was your guy, and I think he's going to be the, the, probably the most popular pitcher in the slate. You know, we have ownership projection pulled up, uh, and I, obviously it's always fluid and it's ever-changing, and it's going to be more accurate up the lock right now. But I'd imagine Caleb Smith is one of the highest projected pitchers today, uh, and for good reason. Tell me why, Grant. Um, he has a 30% K rate. He's going up against a Mets team with some strikeouts in there. He's playing over Miami. The biggest problem with him is I think the last nine games, he's actually given up a home run in every single game, given up multiple and multiple of those games. So going up against a Mets team that outside of Alonzo doesn't have a huge amount of power is a pretty good spot for him. So him, 30% K rate guy, 14% swing strike rate. We know that he's going to strike out a whole lot of guys. To start before the all-star break, he got into, what, 93 pitches. He's priced at 8.6K when realistically early on in the season, he was up around 10. This is too cheap for him. He's the undisputed cash game pitcher that you have to go with over on two pitcher sites. Who will you go with it with your SP2? Depends on what bats you want in there. He gets a great pitcher's umpire. The upside is there. The floor is there. Anything can happen. This is baseball, but... In all likelihood, Caleb Smith is going to be one of the best point-per-dollar pitchers on the slate. He's going to draw 50% ownership. 
on the slate in all likelihood, but I mean, there's merit to fading him because of that. But for cash, he's the absolute, absolute stone cold lock of the slate. Some players, some players came back after the break. Uh, Jake Lamb is is back is back in our lives. Conforto is on this Mets lineup. He's batting seventh tonight for what it's worth. And uh, you mentioned Alonzo. Uh, Boggs, I was told uh, once you hit so many home runs in the home run derby, you can't hit home runs the rest of the way in the second half of the season. Is that true or is that not true? No, that's not true. It's just <laughs> depends on the type of hitter that you are. If you know you get into that and you're focusing on that, like maybe we might see a little bit of slumping from Vlad Jr. Um, a lot of these young kids will tend to struggle. I don't know necessarily, if there's no you know, correlation causation for it it just kind of happens i mean there is guys oh there is that guys like vlad who practice for and change their swing it's a huge like it shows that it changes how they do the rest of the season guys like alonzo who didn't practice it's not gonna affect at all to be fair uh vladdy didn't any home runs before the home run uh derby so (laughs) he didn't any homers in the first half of the season so uh I'm just bitter because I roster him at the wrong times. I learned that the Alonzo's nickname is the polar bear. You guys like that? That's pretty good, right? Why is it the polar bear? I don't know. He likes to maul the baseball. I'm not Does sure. Does he pull it? Does he look like a bear? I mean, kind of. <laughs> this is a callback to our pre-show conversation, and we should probably move on. Wait, what was it? That, that was a callback to – I don't – man, I definitely don't pay attention to you pre-show. <laughs> you know I, I know you know what I was talking about. No, I uh, literally have no idea. <laughs> I'll explain it to you post, Joey. Boggs knows what I'm talking about. Uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, but by Boggs, who was the who actually won that Homer Derby? I'm just curious, get a Boggs take of this. Who won that? It was Alonzo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you'd have a hot take of this. Nobody really remembers is going to remember Alonzo, though. Like, good for him. But uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, Boggs, your take on Caleb Smith? Are you in or you're out? Yeah, I'm in. It's just, you know, I'm a primarily a tournament guy. Uh, He's going to be, you know, probably the highest owned pitcher, but for good reason. Uh, You know, the roof's closed in in Miami. Grant, just to add on what Grant said, obviously a great ballpark. He's got the K upside. The Mets not as good against lefties. Um, Yeah, there's really no red flags for me. I know he's only, what, one or two starts removed from uh, injury. Uh, but it looked like he came out it was lots first start through 95 pitches. So there's real, no red flags for me. It's just an ownership thing. Um, it's just part of the reason why I want to get up to a guy like Cole, kind of like Grant alluded to. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's also some other chalky options out there. So I, I've got nothing bad to say about him. I'm going to be playing him. Um, but at the same time, keeping in mind that he's going to be highly owned. Yeah, it's his first game, uh, his second game back, his first game back. I was at the game. How about that? Uh, in Atlanta, where Atlanta beat him up for a couple of homers early, which is not too surprising. It was hot there for sure. Uh, but he survived the game, and he was perfectly fine. And obviously, Atlanta, a tough matchup today. First, the Mets, you know, it's a fun, it's not this great matchup. It's middle of the road, but the ballpark's awesome. Uh, the umpire, best umpire in baseball to have when you're throwing baseball. So, uh, uh, got to love Caleb Smith. The price is pretty fair, too. Uh, so, a couple guys, well, Clevenger, Boggs, uh, you know, the K rate's been awesome. He's been up and down this year in a small sample size. Good last time out for what it's worth. Didn't throw a ton of pitches, which is somewhat concerning. And who wants to pick on Minnesota? Uh, there is a big K upside. I think it's proper K's today, seven and a half, which is um, seems a little high, but he's, you know, again, striking out 42% of dudes. Uh, I suppose that does make sense. Uh, give me some pivots away from Chalk, uh, from Chalky Caleb. Is it is it Clevenger? Of course, we'll talk about Robbie Gray in a second, too, or – 
Is there anybody else in that area for you that's worth talking about? No, it's I mean, a lot of these guys, you can talk about German, Lament, Clevenger, uh, Turnbull. They're overpriced, in my opinion, based on the matchup. And at the same time, these guys are all going to be limited, you know, and tight pitch counts. Um, so there's not a whole lot, um, which is, again, another reason why I really want to get up there to Cole. But, um, yeah, it's going to be pretty concentrated in terms of ownership tonight. Uh, in my opinion, there's really not very many pivots that I think are going to not be highly on. You know, you've got Caleb Smith, uh, you got Robbie Ray, and we could talk about him when you get down to there. Um, and, and then the other pitchers that, you know, aren't, aren't dealing with injuries or tight pitch counts have, have pretty difficult matchups. So it, it's going to be pretty concentrated. I'm more concerned about differentiating my lineups with my bats tonight. Hey, so according to our chat, uh, Todd Frazier said in spring training, Alonzo looked like the Coke polar bear, and it stuck. So there you go. Thanks for that. Uh, Boggs, I do want to say it depends on where you're shopping, like on DK and a fantasy draft. Like you mentioned, Lamette has got a ridiculous price. Uh, Herman's uh, pretty expensive too, but I think they're interesting on Fanduel to some degree. Uh, have you considered them over there on that site? Because Lament's basically the, one of the most expensive pitchers on, on, on DK and fantasy draft, one of the cheapest, cheapest pitchers on Fanduel, of course. You know, you don't want to face Atlanta necessarily. The ballpark's pretty positive, but there is some K's in that arm as you splashed it in the past. Do you have any interest in Lamette or Herman and Fandle? Uh Yeah, I mean, Lamette's what, minimum price over there? Yeah. Just to it. I mean, yeah, I don't still don't love the matchup for him. Um, I didn't check out the price on Herman. Um, eight, six, again, or eight, it's eight-ish. Yeah, I mean, are those guys going to even go six innings to even have a, a shot at giving getting – or even getting the win or or the, the quality start. I don't know. I mean, Herman only pitched 80 pitches in his last inning. Uh, they're pretty much always have been uh, really tight with him. Mm -hmm. But Lamette, yeah, obviously, if you need to spend down, uh, I don't think it's terrible to play him. I just don't love the matchup. And when you talk about DraftKings fantasy draft, uh, that's where I'm primarily playing today. I just, I'm not paying up for guys that I don't think are going to make it past the sixth inning. Yeah, well, if you can get six out of Herman, uh, you know, and like he threw 80 pitches, like you said, and generally speaking, he jumped up like 15 pitches or so. That was his first time, uh, first time back in a while. But uh, I, I don't think they push him beyond like 90 or so. But he should get the W. He can get the quality start if he's, if, you know, generally efficient. The chats give me the business here saying that I failed French. Uh, it's not LeMay, right? I'm 99% sure it's LeMay. Is it not? I think Anybody? it's LeMay. Anytime, any, any French last name that ends with E.T. is a different sound, buddy. Well, <laughs> he doesn't look French. <laughs> I, well, I think he's from one of the islands that might be potentially French-owned or you know, it's French-settled. I don't know. Uh, that, that could be it. Uh, Grant, jump in here. Give, give your thoughts. Of, uh, non, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> without taking shots at me in my English uh, here. I'm trying here. I, thought, I, I feel like they say Lamette, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Uh, some of the pictures we talked about, Grant, you have any thoughts? Um, I rarely pay attention when you speak, so I'm not sure which pitchers you talk about. So, um, yeah, I don't have any interest in anyone above 8.6K outside of Cole. I mean, I don't – LeMay, he's fine over on Yahoo. He's fine over on FanDuel. I like him on both those sites. I have quite a bit of him over on Yahoo where he's only 30 bucks, But over on Fantasy Draft TK, no interest in him. Uh, Herman, not going to pay 10K for him. Not going to pay 20K for him over on Fantasy Draft. He's not going to get past 80 pitches. They have no reason to. They have a fantastic bullpen. There's a young guy. They don't need to stretch him out that much. He can go 80 pitches, and then he'll be yanked. There's no upside at 10K. Just get up to Cole if you really want to or pay down. 
Uh, Maeda, not using him. Gray, not using him. Turnbull, zero chance I'm using him. John Gray, no chance I'm using him. And Clevenger, yes, you can, but I'm worried about him going over 80 pitches too. There's a lot of good options in the mid-tier, so I have some Clevenger. He's the only other guy I would consider, but I have very little interest in anyone between Caleb Smith and Garrett Cole. So I had to go on baseball reference and find out the pronunciation, and uh, uh, you're, you're incorrect there, Grant. Take the L. Take it. I didn't say his name was pronounced that way. I said any name that's French that ends with M-E-T is pronounced differently. Yeah, I don't even know if he's French, to be honest. Um, Did I say he was French? Somebody mentioned French. Maybe it was me. I don't know. It doesn't we matter. just said you failed French. I don't know where you're connecting these dots. <laughs> French class. I'm just remembering that scene. Of, uh, what was that? Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Nevertheless. Uh, oh, let's talk about Robbie Ray. Are you in on chalky Robbie Ray, Grant? Because I think I'm more out than in. Although I might play him in cash lineups. Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to be entirely out. Yeah. But I don't think I will be. It's It's just a little bit tough. I mean, there is in a near perfect pivot for him that's going to outscore him by five points that may be one of the most consistent pitchers in the league. Jason also Vargas. Has the best pitcher umpire in the league. And it is Jason Vargas in one of the best ballparks in the league. On top of that, he also has what the worst lineup going against him. And he's going to come in at one fifth, one sixth, one seventh, the ownership. He's 100 cheaper. Well, talk to me about Vargas, Dean. Are you? Well, I mean, he's been lucky. Uh, I, I mean, his 13 points can be perfectly fine, especially if you know Ray implodes and puts up a negative. Um, which is, uh, you know, the, the Ray thing is, he, you know, the price is kind of putting us there, but he's facing a pile of righties, not just a pile of righties, but a pile of righties that collectively is really patient. Uh, that's a recipe for disaster, I and mean, you know Ray can be all over the place. Just what watching. are the odds that Vargas outscores him by 10 points? It's possible. Again, Ray can go negative. <laughs> Bogs yeah. up in here. So you're going to play a 40% Robbie Ray instead of a 4% Jason Vargas. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't want to play Ray tonight. I think it's an awful matchup. As bad as the Cardinals have been um, leading up to the All-Star break, I mean, this is still a team that you go back and look at the stats versus left-handed pitching dating back to last year. They have the highest walk rate in the league. So that's an immediate red flag for a pitcher like uh-huh. Ray. But at the same time, if Robbie Ray has his stuff, it's really um, it's really difficult to hit. Um, and we know he can strike guys out. So that's why it's 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 definitely, you know, I'm torn. Um, I'm going to play him if I absolutely have to or his price is perfect. Uh, he certainly has got more tournament upside than, than uh, your boy Vargas. I think we all know that. Uh, Who scored yes. more points in a single game this year? Probably Ray, but maybe is there one goofy Vargas game? Did it? Was there one game when he had like twelve strikeouts or something like that that happened? Um, he had forty-one points. Yeah, well, that's he's not- also had twenty-seven recently. So I'll say this: you know, barring some kind of injury or something, if Robbie Ray walks us in two guys, he's going to outscore Vargas. The last time he did that, Devin didn't hate the postal service. <laughs> What kind of ridiculous reference is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, that, I don't know. He, he doesn't like the Postal Service right now for obvious reasons. You're I'm saying the band or the actual confirm? Postal Service? I mean, I don't know. Like if, if something bad happens, if you find a broken finger or find a random finger at McDonald's, you're probably not going to like McDonald's. 
I was thinking of the band the Postal Service for no reason. I totally <laughs> got hit by a pole. I'm like, why does he hate that music so much? Uh, nonetheless, uh, you're derailing the show, Grant. It's a you know, this is a full 13 gamer. Oh yeah, it's always my fault, Dean. You never derail the show. Nope. Uh, Chirinos, Fires, Erod. This is a collection of crap. Ponce de Leon, for what it's worth, uh, is going to draw the start now. Wayno. Uh, he got scratched. You know, Bundy gives up homers. I guess there's some K potential there against Tampa, but that ballpark stinks. Detroit's not good, but they're not nearly as bad against lefties. Um, you know, if you want to consider Duffman, Pena could be okay in relief, like five or six innings or so. Chase Anderson against the terrible Giants with a, a W on layaway. I don't mind that, but he has no upside either. Uh, talk us through this crap here, Boggs. What do we do with the rest of these dudes? Yeah, it's again, it's slim pickings. Um, all these guys down here aren't necessarily, you know, restricted by, you know, potentially, you know, coming back from injury, uh, but they're, they're just not in great spots. So, yeah, I mean, that's why I'm going to have to probably bite the bullet and play a little bit of Robbie Ray. Uh, I'm not excited about it because it's just, I just think it's a bad matchup. Uh, and you bet your ass I'm going to have a, a Cardinal stack out yeah. there somewhere, but um yeah, I mean, I, I'm on the Tampa side of things in Baltimore. I know Bundy, you know, he can certainly rack up strikeouts, but I'm more on the Tampa side. Uh, Duffy is interesting a little bit to me. Um, it's a, it's just a Tigers offense in general. I'm just not afraid of it. Um, but, again, Duffy's not someone you can trust. Uh, I think the next guy that you just mentioned is is Chase Anderson, and it, it's not uh, – you're not going to get a lot of – nothing to get really excited about, but at the same time, you expect him to get at least some run support. Hopefully he can make it, you know, six innings, maybe get you a quality start and win. Um, yeah, it's, it's really slim pickings. Chase Anderson or Jason Vargas? I, I would probably go with Vargas, um, but I'm not thrilled about either of those guys. Grant, it sounds like begrudgingly all three of us are going to play some Ray, but none of us want to play Ray. Uh, is, is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I'm playing some Ray, but not a whole lot. It's more of just a hedge thing. I'll be under the field in all likelihood. Actually, I will be under the f- field. I pretty much guarantee because who knows? Maybe right before lock, I'll just do full swap Ray to Vargas and just win a lot of money. Um, it could be that simple. But like you, you talk about how bad the options are. Let's be honest. Look at Robbie Ray. Look at the matchup. Robbie Ray is playing in a much worse ballpark than most or a lot of the guys on the slate that are cheaper than them. He's going up against a team where he has a 14% walk rate, near 15% walk rate this season versus righties, 347 Woba, 187 ISO, and the average walk rate in this lineup, one through eight, since the beginning of last year versus lefties is 11.8%. Do you really think he's going to go late into the game? No chance. He's going to walk a bunch of guys. That's guaranteed. And he's not going to get laid into the game. He may get some strikeouts, so he will get some strikeouts. But walks are going to lead to runs, and they're going to lead to a higher pitch count, and he's not going to be in there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he may- didn't make it to the fifth inning or past the fifth inning. Like, he might throw 100 pitches in like four and two-thirds. Yeah, this is a high-walk team in a decent spot. I mean, just look at Vegas. Just looking at Vegas alone, we have uh, Robbie Ray with a 4.3 implied total against him, and we have the Mets with a 4 implied total, and the Marlins have a 4 implied total. Um, it's a better ballpark. 
Ray's not going to go deep. Vargas can throw a complete game shutout. We've seen that before. We haven't seen that from Ray, I don't think, ever. Ray's not going to go deep in the game. He's going to have massive ownership. If he, The only way he kills you if he gets, what, 30 points? That's when he kills you? Well, no. He puts up 26, 27, 28. That's a huge number for a chalky guy. It's not even that expensive. But, yeah, but how many other guys in the same price range can put up 25? Well, uh, there's not going to be a lot of guys put up 25 points tonight from a pitching perspective as far as I, I bet there will be six guys that put up 25 points tonight. Boggs? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I will take the under in that. You overshot, my friends. <laughs> all right. We have, a bet. we have a bet then. We have a sh- we've got multiple bets for this show because you think they're all so absurd. Six guys will score over 25 points. Yeah, I'm on that. Are you thinking Fanduel scoring? Is that what's going on? No, I'm thinking DK scoring. <laughs> Fancy draft scoring. Uh, and if you look at the the plate IQ, you know, for the last two seasons, as far as Robbie Ray against righties, and that's what this is. Don't look at his season numbers because it's it's against righties. Because it's you know everybody faces going to be right-handed with the exception of, of Matt Carpenter. The only green number that pops, the only green is K's, which is important, obviously, 30.6%, and that's why we're talking about him. But everything else, everything else, Woba, ISO, uh, walks, ground ball percent, fly ball percent, hard hit rate, everything else is red. Uh, so, like, you're not supposed to play Ray, especially if he's going to be popular. The book says you don't play Robbie Ray when he's popular. And we say all that, and we're still going to probably begrudgingly play a little bit of Robbie Ray. Bob, summarize the pitching uh, before we move on and start talking about some sticks. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I want Cole. And, you know, if you can't, then you better live with some chalk. Uh, you know, I wish I had, a you know, some, some kind of little nugget or something to share, but it, it's just – it's it's really it's really narrow my pitching pool tonight uh give it to me what what is it it's, it's like uh what three or four guys basically i want cole uh clevenger it's interesting he's obviously got the stuff even in that disaster start when he first came back i mean he was pumping like 99 out there in baltimore but just couldn't really find it um but yeah and then everyone's got more difficult matchups so I, i'm not a player i don't want to i uh, like caleb smith um and just to kind of read it you know grant's talking you know what are the chances i think it's 50 50 that he outscores vargas and, and if he, you want to put a beer bet on it i'll make it conditional that if he doesn't walk more than two guys uh that he absolutely will outscore vargas grant what say you no I'm, i'll take it yeah i mean the two guys that want a beer bet more than anybody else nobody loses in this uh predicament yeah, I'm, I'm going out tonight i got a birthday party i'm gonna be forced to chug anyways it's your birthday happy birthday or it's a friend no it's, it's not my birthday dean you know my birthday i text it to you every morning yes <laughs> i have to unblock you one of these days uh grant uh hitters feel free to tell us maybe one of your hitters on the, favorite hitters in the slate or if you want just go ahead and jump ahead we'll talk about the uh, catchers of course you don't have to roster catchers on face draft but some sites kind of sort of force you to, uh, to uh, roster their catcher so uh We'll discuss <clears throat> the Yankees, obviously, have a team total creeping above seven. Uh, Gary the Goat Sanchez is underpriced for what it's worth, to be fair, with a little bit of salary cap. Is he somebody that you are considering spending up on? Grandall from Milwaukee, or is this the traditional just get in and get out as cheap as possible and move on as far as catchers? Uh, Gary's the guy that I really want to go with. He's going up against Sanchez. Sanchez is not good. The Toronto bullpen's not good. Gary is very good at baseball. Um, oh, like, as of right now, he's pretty close to a lock for a catcher for me um but i'm not paying up for pitching too much so it's easy to afford him i mean the yankees are gonna be chalk but i i just don't care i mean i'm gonna use a whole bunch of sanchez 
outside of him, Cisco isn't in a bad spot. Trinos is a good pitcher, but Cisco mashes and he's decently priced. And then it's going to be Buster Posey going up against Chase Anderson. <laughs> Chase Anderson has big reverse splits. He doesn't have a out pitch with his um, with no slider against righties. So Posey's only three point six k. He gets a huge ballpark upgrade. So roll with him. And then if you want to save a whole bunch of money, we have Hicks at two point six k going up against Duffy, and he's on the road, so he'll get that extra at bat probably. And He's just super cheap if you really want to punt, if you need Garrett Cole and you want some good Yankees bats. Boggs, catchers? Yeah, it's actually uh, not a night. I'm, I mean, obviously, when you go and you stack up teams, you want to pay for pitching. Going down to Hicks is, you know, going to happen quite often. But I like quite a few catchers. I mean, Grandall, Gary Sanchez, obviously. I think Narvaez is intriguing, uh, assuming he's in the lineup. Uh, I don't think that there's going to be quite that much of a marine layer out there in Anaheim Stadium tonight. It's, uh, it's July now. We're past that period. Um, it's sunny even in the mornings, so there's no uh, there's no marine layer out there. So the ball is going to be carrying as it gets warmer out there, uh, and he's done some damage against my halos. Um, but yeah, it, it's those are really the three options that I that I like at the position, and then aside from going down to a guy like Hicks. If you're playing uh, RG Bingo, uh, you feel free to scratch off Marine Layer. That was a lock that Boggs would say that at some point during the show. Boggs, let's jump to first. Uh, Joey Votto is super, super cheap. He feels like the, you know, the cash game play 12 total in Coors, despite the fact it's two good pitchers, uh, you know, Sonny and, uh, and John, but the Gray brother, brothers are both uh, solid, good pitchers, but hey, Coors Field is going to Coors Field sometimes. Votto doesn't feel like a great tournament play. Like, when does Votto ever break the slate? Uh, so I think he's an interesting pivot, but uh, for cash games, he makes a ton of sense from my perspective. Uh, Boggs, where's your, where are you at as far as uh, first base today? Yeah, I mean, obviously, underpriced going into course field, Votto, uh, I definitely would play him in cash games. Um, tournaments, I haven't made my mind up. I don't really love that line if they trotted out. I would have liked to see Dietrich in there somewhere. I know it is course field. And it's very spacious. So they're probably not comfortable with him in the outfield. But um yeah, I would have pivoted to him, but I'm not going to be playing Votto as a one-off uh, anywhere, really. Um, it's just not not that exciting to play, even in course field, to get him up there with two strikes, choke up, and then, you know, hit a weak double. <laughs> so, yeah, I think as a one-off, I'm not, I'm not that interested in him. Um, I like Matt Olson a little bit, going up against Nova, struggles against lefties. Um, yeah, I actually – probably like a little bit more catcher. Um, and then obviously Vogelbach is a, is a tournament guy that maybe if you wanted to pivot off of Votto, um, it's got some upside. Uh, give me some more pivots here, Grant, as far as first base. Uh, Encarnacion there against Sanchez against his old team. He's been terrible for the Yankees for what it's worth in a small sample so far, but uh, do like him, especially part of a stack there. I think he's definitely in play. Uh, I agree with the names that the, the Boggs threw out there as well, too. Uh, as far as, you know, uh, the, the old CEO of Team Girth, Vogelbach seems a little bit too cheap there. They're uh, in Angel Stadium with the, you know, the, you know, the fences that have been lowered uh, to right field four on the other side against Mike Leake because of a ton of homers. Uh, definitely in play as well, too. And, hey, we talked about Robbie Ray and the potential of him imploding. Once upon a time, Paul, Paul Goldschmidt used to absolutely annihilate, you know, lefties. And he's really cheap. This could be a really, really good leverage spot, as the kids like to say. I love him in tournaments. Because uh, people will probably play Ray and probably not pair him with Goldie. Grant, jump in here, first base. Yeah, you know what's crazy is not a single 
uh, St. Louis bat that's over 4K in the lineup. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, what you're looking for right now is just, like, you got a bunch of perfect pivots. Uh, Vado and uh, Murphy are going to be the two shockiest guys on the plate, on the slate, in all likelihood, outside of maybe Encarnacion. So Murphy and Votto, you can go down to Belt, is a good hitter, a very good hitter, going up against a mediocre pitcher. Granted, he has reverse splits, but Belt's a very good hitter. Um, you have Smoke going up against Armand. Uh, he has some power. Domingo can give up some bombs and big play over in Yankee Stadium. So it's a good hitter's ballpark. You have Goldschmidt. You have Lau, or Lowe. Which one is it? Nate Lowe, um, going up against Bundy, who he's not giving up as much bombs to lefties, but Lowe is too cheap there. You got Bohr at 3,600 going up against Leak, who Leak is not a good pitcher, um, and the Mariners' bullpen is bad, and the Marine Lair is not there. Hey, Bugs. Um, and then at the top, I really like going with Encarnacion over on DK is not really a great idea. He's going to be super chalky. We currently have him pegged at 9%. That's too low. But you have Thames going up against Anderson, who doesn't strike out anyone. Thames has a 30% K rate. You have Alonzo going up against the chalk pitcher, and the chalk pitcher has been giving up bombs like crazy, and Alonzo hits the ball very hard. And you have Muncy going up against Erod, who has been reverse splits for some reason this year. I don't know why, but uh, whether that holds true or not, they still have a five-implied team total, and Muncy's going to come in in almost no ownership. So you got three plus medals in that uh, Boggs already mentioned, and Freeman, like, Pivoting off an Encarnacion is just the smartest thing you can possibly do if you have him in your lineup. And all five of the guys right above him are better plays to tournaments. couple things. I disagree with your premise that Encarnacion is going to be heavily owned. I don't think he is. Um, like, I think he's going to be around 10%, maybe. Probably not higher than that. There's enough guys. I, I don't think he's going to be. Bob, do you think he's going to be popular tonight? I don't see it. Yeah, it's tough to say. I certainly think the first baseman that are underpriced in Coors Field will be higher, in my opinion. But um, yeah, it's it's tough. I think that maybe around there, and they'll largely be in in stacks. So kind of what I said with Votto, or I still haven't made my mind if I'm going to even play in my Cincy stack. Um, I don't think I, I agree with Grant in the sense that I probably won't play Encarnacion as a one-off anywhere, but. It's a, it's a tough sell. I mean, we know he's got the power to, to fade him from a Yankee stack. You'll have him certainly have some leverage, uh, but it's still risky. And that Ebrad thing as far as being reverse splitsy this year, that's just from a power perspective. Like uh, from strikeouts, he's getting more strikeouts versus lefties. He's walking less lefties, like getting more ground balls versus lefties. He's got, you know, the fly balls are lower against lefties, but, you know, and the sample's not very big, but I did notice that too. And I think that does make, a guy like Muncie interesting, or even Bellinger, who's going to get even more interesting, who's going to kind of be lost in the slate, especially with, you know, Trout and uh, Yellow, it seems underpriced. We'll talk about uh, the Yankee outfielders that'll be popular as far as Judge, uh, you know, and Hicks as well. Keystone position, Bog, second base. What do you have for me? Yeah. Um, Scooter Jeanette, that's uh, that's the guy. I and mean, he's going to be super chalky, but he's, he's uh, definitely a Cincinnati bat that, I want uh, because it's not that difficult to work him in. You can use him as a one-off, use him as a stack. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the guy that I'm just really gravitating towards to, tonight. And then aside from that, you you could go down and punt. But uh, Lemayhew, uh, that's, a, that's a that's a tough price to pay. Um, but you know, at the same time, he's just been tearing the cover off the ball, and uh, you know, it's good to see him you know, finally get some recognition stepping outside of course field. 
the uh, the Dominion of Altuve, you like to have him against a, a lefty for sure. The price is coming up a little bit. He is taller than the Bagel Boss, for what it's worth, if you guys are scoring at home. But uh, he's still not particularly tall, necessarily. Uh, jump in here, Grant. We're a little uh, behind on time, so I'll just shut up. Just uh, I'll, I'll ask you who you like at second base. Jason Kipnis. Um, Scooter's going to come in at 25% ownership. Kipnis is going to come in at 4% ownership. Kipnis is hitting the ball just as well as Scooter. He has a similar matchup. Granted, he's not in Coors Field, but this is baseball. Things are very volatile. And Kipnis is a pretty darn good bat, and he was doing fairly well uh, coming into the All-Star break. I think 20 games ago, he had, I want to say, two home runs, which happened one game. Since then, he's had six or five. Um, so, like, in the last month, he has five home runs. That's pretty darn good. He's going up against Gibson, who gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. It's not terrible hitting weather over in Cleveland. He's batting in the middle of the lineup. He's going to come in at no ownership. Kipnis is my preferred pivot, and me and Dean have a bet on the line that <laughs> I believe Kipnis will outscore both Gannett and Altuve. So, yeah, if he has a don't high score... I really believe three, that. You just want to, like, bully me into a beer-drinking bet. Do you like, not know how variance works, Dean. I understand. You've been doing yes. this job for many years. <laughs> but the likelihood is you're, you're talking about like a really, really extreme outcome. The likelihood is that that's not going to happen. You just the likelihood to... is about 25% that he outscores the other two guys. Oh, stop it. That's ridiculous. Well, team, we'll see. We'll see when you're when you're chugging. And Kipnis apparently has BVP, Dean. Oh, boy. Is that why you like Kipnis today? I certainly hope you buried the lead in that no. one. That's... No, someone just mentioned it in chat. I... I'm mostly disregarding BVP unless it's a huge sample size because people are always going to pay too much attention to it. It's a pretty big sample size. Oh, boy. <laughs> Somebody's drinking beer in the future. Uh, by Boggs, what's your DJ Lee Mayhew take? I'm sorry, was that the guy you were talking about? You said he was too expensive, basically, for you. Is that I mean, look, I mean, he's, not, he's no longer, you know, that 6'4 slap hitter that I used to just rip on, and, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, Against the ground ball pitcher, he's a guy that's probably going to single a few times. I don't really see him uh, burning you if you baited him or even potentially leading him off a Yankee stack in order to save some money. But at the same time, uh, I think he's a fine play. But, you know, for the price, I'd rather play a guy like Moustakis. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Scooter Jeanette, is, um, he's, he's just in a great spot. Yeah, I, just, I got a flashback. I remember he used to goof on DJ LeMahieu, but of course, like he's to, to obviously hitting for more power these days. Jump into the hot corner. Uh, Grant, you get the lead off uh, on this one. Bregman, for what it's worth, did not crack the lineup last night. He uh, he took a ball to the face. Uh, baseball to the face. <laughs> um, Grant, uh, to third base. Dang it, Dean. Um, Arnott is too cheap at 4.9K. Over on Fantasy Draft, he's way too cheap at 8.8K. Like, way too cheap. He's the clear top option. He's playing over in Coors. He's going up against Gray. Gray has a higher K rate versus lefties. It was a little bit better versus lefties. Arenado's very good and in a perfect spot. Arenado should crush here. Uh, second guy I'd probably go with is going to be Justin Turner going against Erod. I'm not buying into these reverse splits. It's ridiculous. Turner crushes lefties. He's playing over in Boston. They are playing with the DH, so he could end up with more at-bats. He's on the road. He's not going to probably – like the pinch hit risk of a lot of these guys is less considering that there's a DH here. So I love Justin Turner. Uh, next guy, you can use Vlad um, if you really wanted that price tag. But the next guy I'd really rather go with is going to be Carpenter, going lefty-lefty versus Ray in one of the less-owned stacks, only 3.9K. I get Ray's much better versus lefties. But also, on top of that, Carpenter 
gives you the leverage spot versus Ray. Outside of them, I mean, I'm just taking random one-offs or rounding out my stack. Um, but also, I guess Diaz is in play, but I'd just much rather go with Turner at 100 less. Do you think the Cardinals going to be popular as is? Like, you need to do that with Carpenter? I get what you're doing, but... It's, it's a leverage play. Like, is Ray... Is entire stack a leverage play? Yes. Okay. Le- and the entire is stack is underpriced. Yeah. Uh, Boggs, well, what's your take here as far as third? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting in the sense that I don't really like, particularly love the the players outside of cores, but you know for the most part, um, you really have to really find one offs um, because the third basemen are pretty much in involved in the team that you're stacking for a tournament's sake. Um, but yeah, in terms of one offs, you do have Mustak. Mentioned him, Suarez, strong strong play as is Arenado. Um, but I'm not really prioritizing that position because all the third basemen are, are, you know, part of the stack that, uh, you know, I'd be going with. So uh, Chapman, he's, he's certainly in, in the discussion. Um, if you want to punt, I'm hoping he cracks the lineup. The kid, uh, my halos, Matt Bass, um, he's got some pop. And he's, he's, he's a good hitter. So hopefully he gets in the lineup. Don't know, probably won't know. Osmus takes a sweet ass time with everything, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a guy that uh, you know I think is a, a sneaky, sneaky bet for a homer tonight if he's in there. All right, jump on the shortstop again. No Bregman kind of st- throws things off for me. You got Story, of course, in course via the door feels pretty reasonable as an option. Uh, you get a cheap piece of course with the Iglesias if you want that. Don't mind Torres as far as that Yankee stack, it's kind of buried the lineup to some degree just because the Yankees are so deep. Also, Gregorius is still pretty cheap as well, too. Uh, you prefer the lefty as opposed to the righty there against Aaron Sanchez. Fog, shortstop, how are we handle this? Uh, it's, it's all Gregorius for me. Uh, you know, outside of the, the, the one player in course field, I, I, I'm not big on that Iglesias. I know he's been better this year than he has in the past, certainly during his tenure in Detroit. Uh, but this is not a guy that, you know, I get excited about playing, even if he's 3,400 and even if he's in course field. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Gregorius. I love the price. I like the matchup. It's got home in Yankee Stadium, bandbox. What's not to like? Grant? Well, we got Tatis as the most expensive guy. That's basically the San Diego version of Mike Trout. Um, he's very good. He hits <laughs> ball. And, I mean, Kegel's bit was all right in his last start before the break, but he really hasn't been great so far this season. And Tatis is just super good. I like him as a high-priced guy, as a pivot off of story. Story's obviously very much in play. Didi's the obvious chalk guy that you should have a bunch of Mondesi isn't in, in a bad matchup going against Turnbull. He's a little bit expensive, but I don't mind. You can go with Torres as a pivot off of Didi um, just because he's more expensive. He's going to come in not nearly the same ownership. Um, DeJong has power going up against Ray leverage. I already said that many times, Dean. I'm sure you want to hear it again. Iglesias is super cheap, but I'd rather pivot from Iglesias to Adamas uh, going up against Bundy. Bundy gets a whole lot of bombs against him. Adamas hits the ball real hard. He's going up against a fly ball guy, which helps him out quite a bit because he hits too many ground balls. So Adamas is a guy that I really like on today's slate. I wanted to really correct you the way you said uh, De Jong, but I guess I just did correct you. But uh, we don't have time for these things, Grant. Because we'll oh, yeah, because high- you're such a French expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a callback to previously in the show because you were coming up. Dean, uh-huh. if you have to mention a callback, that means that you you shouldn't do it. It's kind of like if you have to say it's funny because of this, it's not worth saying it's funny. Fair enough. Um, 
jump to the outfield box where it's absolutely loaded. Uh, no lineup from your from your halos just just yet. Uh, I'm hoping Jay up cracks it. He's just way too cheap and feels like an awesome play uh, with his homer potential against Mike Leake, who gives up way too many homers. Of course, Mike Trout. Nothing. But like Bob, you're just gonna sit there and take that. What he said, the San Diego version of Mike Trout. There is no such thing as a San Diego. There's no such thing as any version of Mike Trout because Mike yeah, Trout I mean, is on That Reese Hoskins is is better than Trout. So I just <laughs> he is over my head. Mike <laughs> Trout has paid a half billion dollars. Hoskins has paid five hundred thousand dollars. Trout's so, underpaid. Yeah, I mean that means Trout has to have a thousand more of everything than him. So he it's does. Just, it's, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think you know math. Uh, well, we don't have time to bust out the calculators, but uh, Boggs, Alto, what are we doing here? Yeah, I I, I really like Trout. Again, I I may sound like I'm contradicting myself, but uh, I know I said I like Cole and I want Cole, but I really want Trout tonight. If you know, I don't end up where I have that salary somehow, some way. Um, I don't know necessarily know how highly owned he's going to be, but, you know, a lot of these teams, you know, we've seen they're just walking trout pitching around him. Mike Leake's not that type of guy. And Seattle's got nothing to play for. Um, so he's just going to be in and around the zone. He lives in the low part of that zone, and that's where Trout's absolutely crushes the ball. Uh, plus you factor in it, Seattle's got a pretty shitty bullpen. Um, and you know, Trout's got that stolen base upside later in the game if he hadn't already uh, opened it up against Leak. So, uh, I think Trout's a top overall play for me. Uh, obviously, you gotta like Judge and Hicks, you know, obviously the guys in course field, but outside of that, uh, he's he's definitely someone that, I, that I, I want some exposure to. Yeah, Chris Davis is still cheap. Maybe set some time to heal up with the all star break. Mr. Steal Your Girl, uh, the flirter Jesse Winker leading off in course is still pretty cheap as well. Pretty good shot for those five ABs, assuming he's not to get the hook as far as a pinch hit. Uh, Otani is another uh, angel it's worth mentioning. Meadows, uh, you know, we talk about the home run tendencies for Bundy in that ballpark. Meadows has not been as good, you know, of late as he was earlier in the season, but the price kind of sort of reflects that, and I think he's a pretty solid tournament play, if nothing else. Uh, Grant, jump in here because we only have so many minutes left. We want to knock out some questions from the chat. We're going to get some homers from you guys, some favorite stacks. But for now, Grant, just give me your favorite outfielders. Cincinnati outfielders, Colorado outfielders, Tampa Bay outfielders, Yankee outfielders, and Angels. Angels outfielders. That's pretty much it. All the all the outfielders and all those games are very good. What about Yelich? Is he going to be ignored in this slate? And he probably shouldn't be. I mean, Yelich is never fully ignored. A lot of people go with him. Trout and Yelich are two guys that people will play all the time um, if they have some extra money at the end of their lineup, which outfielders generally the last spot you put in. So if you have plenty of money, then people will go with Trout or Yelch because they have the money. And they're like, oh, there's a great tournament pivot, which it always is because they're still always under owned because they're very good. Uh, so, yes, they will still have some ownership. All right, Boggs. Uh, give me your favorite stacks tonight. Yeah, it's uh, pretty straightforward. It's Coors Field, uh, the Yankees. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'll be curious to see how highly owned Tampa Bay is. Uh, but they're certainly in my top five as it stands right now. And I just think that, you know, Bundy's obviously a guy that homer prone. Um, Tampa Bay, they got all pretty nice price tags up and down their lineup. Who's your favorite uh, Ray? Uh, you know, it might be Meadows or Kiermaier between the two. Um, wish Zunino would have cracked the lineup. He would have been a nice cheap catcher. Um, but such is the case, he's not in there. But I, I, I like Tampa Bay quite a bit. And, after Bundy, that's when they get that 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 Baltimore bullpen in that 
you know, very Homer friendly park, Camden Yards. So that's a, that's, there's a, there's a lot of home run potential in that game. Um, I'm hoping, hoping Bundy gets rung early and we get a lot of that uh, Baltimore bullpen. Lock in for nine innings. Uh, Greg, give me your favorite uh, stacks tonight and three guys that are going to go yard. Um, favorite stacks. I'll be quick. Astros, Cardinals, Cleveland, and the Rays. Uh, three guys that are going to go yard. Jason Kipnis, just for you, Dean. Um, Bobby <laughs> Bradley, just for you, Dean, again, because screw you. And Paul Goldschmidt, all under 4K, Dean. I like the gold they call. I, I think that's a really good uh, – uh, I mean, and that's a great leverage play because uh, I, I actually have ownership pulled up as far as our pitchers. Obviously, the ownership is uh, fluid and it becomes more accurate up the lock time. Uh, but again, we're going to do a, the quick screen share. Why are you talking about fluids in the show? That's not appropriate. No, it's fluid in terms of like the, the numbers are fluid. No, I have no idea what you meant, clearly. Uh, <laughs> Boggs, uh, Homers, who's going yard? Uh, Give me Trout up at the top uh, in terms of price. Uh, I think Aaron Judd gets a hold of one tonight. Um, so I'll counter. I'll, I'll counter Grant. Go with Jeanette, <laughs> and uh, for a cheap punt play, I don't know if he cracks the lineup at dice. All right, uh, quick screen share as opposed. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna knock this out as far as the ownership. I kind of touched on that, and yeah, Caleb Smith, far and away as of right now, <clears throat> is projected to be our highest owning pitcher. Uh, again, thirty nine percent. That's a big number, and then it's kind of the next year as far as Ray and Duffy. At 17%, people want to grab Cole, but we live in a world with salary cap, and he's only 13% because he is pricey. But I love Garrett Cole at 13% in tournaments. I think that's a great option. Uh, Chirinos, we kind of sort of mentioned in passing, and then it's just a bunch of guys that none of us want to play necessarily because the pitchers are not particularly strong. What do we think as far as the hitters, as far as ownership? Grant, who do you think is the highest owned hitter on the slate? I guess you probably already took a peek at this, didn't you? I mean, I guess Scooter. Yeah, as of right now. He has the oh, good thing he's not going to get outscored by Kipnis, Dean. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I have a uh, you know uh, Jose Altuve just in case Scooter doesn't do it on, doing it on his own. So, yeah, you're, you're yeah, because Altuve has been so great recently. Okay, so you're only as good as your last at bat. We screw screw the sample size. That's the guy who says Kipnis isn't good because oh he hasn't done anything recently. Well, he was good ten years ago. Now he's just old. He's fine. Whatever. <laughs> What, would, what did Barry Bonds do when he was old? He, well, he, he did something. That's up for debate, I suppose. Oh, yeah. You're guessing other people aren't doing steroids, too? <laughs> no, I'm not. Hey. Look, you asked me a question, and I was answering it, uh, kind of sort of vaguely, without throwing too much shade. He was beating <laughs> all the Marlins in batting practice when he was the, the hitting coach as far as banging out homers in the homer derby. At least that was the rumor. He beat Stanton. But let's yeah, that's, that's, that's beating a whole bunch of double-A players. That's really oh, This is from the Marlins before they sold everybody off. This is when they actually had real baseball players. Yeah. Uh, they gave away Kristen Yelich for Lewis Brinson, but that's a whole other conversation. But they did get Yamamoto, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. Uh, we, we don't time for this. We got topic, Dean. That's what we're doing. We got some questions loading up here in the chat box. This first one's for you. Do you like Ray, Smith, or both? I, I don't like Ray, but I'm going to play him. Um, yeah, Smith, Smith, I do like quite a bit. Uh, what do you think of Ponce de Leon, Grant? Not the uh, the pitcher. Love him on yeah, I'm not playing him otherwise. But I, I'm I'm not I'm not against playing him just because he's a pivot off of Ray. This is a troll question. I like Grant answer it. Aside from Vargas having Bill Miller, the umpire, anything else stand out? Well, I mean, it's the Marlins in the ballpark. Not that he's a great pitcher necessarily, but yeah. 
Oh, yeah. You mean the guy with one of the longest active streaks of not giving up more than three earned runs or more than one home run? No, he gave up two home runs in his last one. Prior to that, he I don't know how he wasn't an all-star. So, Boggs, what do you have as far as Danny Duffy? Yeah, it's 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 kind of the same situation as as Robbie Ray, except that he won't be as highly owned, in my opinion. So I have some interest. Uh, I'm not excited about it. Never do with uh, Duffy. Generally, never do with any left-handed pitcher that's not named Clayton Kershaw. Um, but uh, yeah, it's tough to trust. But I don't hate. I don't hate it. Follow-up question. This works out perfectly because the next question is Duffy or Ray for cash. I wouldn't play either in cash, to be honest with you. But really, I, I think that Ray and Kale Smith are probably the two cash game guys for me right now, just because they're so cheap. That that's probably what the combination is. But I'm trying to get to Cole and Smith uh, at a cost of probably Gary Sanchez, which could come back to bite me. But uh, the, the, that's kind of sort of what I'm working. That 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 is my debate, Grant. Uh, but I agree I with you. Probably, I, think- I would probably play. Full disclosure, I'm not playing cash, but I'd probably play Fires and Smith. That's uh, bold. Fires doesn't strike. He's ironically named. He's named Fires, but he has no. He doesn't strike. He has no heat. You mean the guy with a sub three ERA at home going up against a team with a 25 percent K rate versus righties? Yeah, yeah but he's right. also the worst pitcher of all time to ever have two no hitters. You can't debate that. No, I don't think I can. But that's <laughs> irrelevant. <Not really. laughs> Well, Homer Bailey has two no-hitters? Uh, he's got one. At least he has a perfect game. I, think. I don't know if he has two. That's a good – and Homer Bailey was all right for a stretch. But uh, Chase for Anderson – two games, three games at the beginning of the season? <laughs> I mean, he's been around for a while. Boggs, pick, uh, rank these guys. Chase Anderson, Chirinos, and Vargas. <sighs> uh, that's, that's a tough one. I'd probably go Vargas – uh Chirinos then Anderson not necessarily based on price uh just probably on a point per dollar basis just on I think just raw upside that's probably how I would do it even though I don't think that uh again I don't want to contradict myself I don't think Vargas has a lot of upside it's just based on the matchup this must be like a Fanduel punt they're asking about Miles Straw Grant he's 4-1 on DK I'd imagine he's on 8k or so fantasy draft you have an answer to Miles Straw I'd assume he's like a punt on Fanduel I'm guessing that's why they're asking yeah, I mean, it's either Fandle or I guess maybe I wouldn't be surprised if it was near min price on uh, Yahoo. I'm not doing it. Is he even in the lineup? Yeah. Well, well yeah, know. he's batting ninth, but yeah. Yeah, no. he's fine. He's a fine pun on Fandle, but drafting fantasy draft, uh, why? why? Why bother? Yeah, well, I mean, just to be goofy and be different if you want to, you want to wrap around stack or something like that, but you're not playing it for like optimal reasons, but yeah. Uh, they're asking in the chat as far as umpire data. I meant to pull that up in the screen chain. Let me give, out, give it out before, uh, at least as far as the extremes, before we step aside and make way for crunch time today. It's JSU, it's cheese, it's Roth. If there's any weather out there lurking, Roth will be all over it. They'll give you any updates all the way up to the, the lock time. They take you guys up to 7.05 on the East Coast. Uh, as far as extreme hitting umpires, we have one in Baltimore. We have one uh, in San Diego as well. We have an extreme pitchers umpire. Uh, in Coors Field today, for what it's worth, and extreme ah, umpire today. Yeah, we'll change everything. Extreme pitchers umpire for the Marlins, uh, Caleb Smith, and of course the greatest pitcher of all time, Jason Vargas. Uh, is strong. Who has more upside than Robbie Ray? No, he doesn't. Not, not more upside. Come on, stop. You, that, that's he clearly does. Robbie Ray can't go late into a game. He can go six and strike out ten. 
Yeah, and is that less or more points than Jason Vargas getting a complete game shutout with nine Ks? Well, <laughs> Grant, if, if, is that your finishing strong point, or shall I move the box? Can you top that? Vargas or? will outscore Ray, yes. Yeah, all right, and that's certainly possible. Uh, uh, Boggs, finish strong. Uh, I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> he's Boggs, he's Grant, I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. Enjoy your weekend. Stay tuned for Crunch Time. We're out of here. Hey, kids.